everybody, Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, who are handing out $1 million in giveaways on Super Bowl Sunday. All you need is a verified Underdog account to be eligible. So sign up for Underdog Fantasy and see if you win this Sunday. Underdog Fantasy, don't forget to use promo code 1010XL. Attention. Attention. They are not ready for prime time, as they say. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time, featuring Joe C. I'm having nightmares right now. Matt Hayes. Their D's gonna be really good. Mia O'Brien. One of those bugs just flew in my yeah, eye. And Leon Searcy. Somebody has to go on the crowd. How you like me now? How you like Will me there be now? tears in your eyes tonight? I like to quote Carl the Greenskeeper. Tears in his eyes, I guess. When you hear Fred Taylor's name going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Just, just, just hear it right now in your own football ears. Wouldn't it be something if another Jacksonville Jaguar was invited to be enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Well, Jaguars today have plenty to say about it. We will keep it going. We're definitely going to – what we're going to do is we're going to pit Fred against running backs that are in – the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and then also those that are eligible. But as we get going, we get cranking. It's a beautiful Thursday. <laughs> That's the way to start your weekend. It is Super Bowl weekend with prop bets that we will give out today. That was guttural right there. That was yeah, yeah, right oh, down man. there. Yeah, from that, the diaphragm. Yeah, that had a little churro. No, in I appreciate. It. I can appreciate yeah, it. a little churro in it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to go, man. I'm fired mm-hmm. up, ready to go. Uh, I I don't necessarily get the kick out of caffeine that most people do like TLD. She could have, you know, whatever, half a cup of coffee and she's ready to rock and roll the caffeine. Caffeine do, does it get you? No, nah, it does up? nothing for me. Right. No. Cause you could drink, you, you could drink two big old styrofoam cups and just go take a nap. Couldn't you? Uh, no, I, I can't go take a nap. Yeah. No, absolutely. I could. Not. No, you could you? Yes. No, 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 no. But it doesn't, it doesn't get you like flying. Nah. nah caffeine, cool. Matt, nah. does caffeine. So y'all are coffee drinkers are weird anyway. Yeah. Okay. You don't uh, even drink. How so? I don't so. So what do you drink? Yeah. What do you drink? Tea? Water. Well, you drink water. I drink water. Coke Zero every once okay, in a while. He was Coke weird Zero. before Awaken 180. He's even weirder now. <laughs> no, I, I've never, <laughs> I've never drank yeah. coffee. Never. That's what I'm saying. You, you, you were weird before. So, so for I, the longest, <laughs> like when I was young, it was for the sugar high of like a caramel uh, latte from Dunkin' Donuts, the Frappuccinos, yeah. all that sugar. Total sugar is all you were seeing. Right. It was total yeah. sugar. It was just for the taste. In my old age, which I learned at the age of 25, anchoring the news at 11 o'clock at night, I was mm-hmm. told by another anchor, you know, if, if you want to look perky, on the TV this late at night, you better start drinking coffee now. Mm-hmm. And I would, and I yeah, really you don't really have to fight that. I Plus, to be well, fair, you were also <laughs> rebelling against your mom with all the sweet stuff early. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I was. That's part. Of, right. It was. Re- it was part mm-hmm. of the. As Leon and I were discussing off the air yesterday, my mom, as the dentist, did go through my Halloween candy bag. <laughs> you, you used to smuggle. And Halloween. so this this is all me rebelling with <laughs> oh, the sugar now. Um, but no, to your point, Joe. Now I've gotten to a point since I turned here. thirty, yeah. where like the coffee is essential in the morning. You'd like to have a little. It's just like a pick me up. Yeah, like I know well, I, it has to help, but it just well, doesn't send me, you know, Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I didn't become a coffee drinker until I went to the NFL. I mean, a couple of veterans came up to me and told me, because I used to yeah. fall asleep in meetings during training camp, <laughs> and they would nudge me and say, sirs, bro, if they catch you, if they catch you, now, first of all, they're not going to get rid of a first-round pick. <laughs> a later-round guy, if he falls asleep in a meeting, he gets him out of there. But first-round right. picks got a little bit of a leeway. But veterans say, sirs, 
you need to do drink some coffee and stay awake in these meetings because you're going to get fined. I said, coffee? I've never had coffee before. They say, well, you need to try it. See, this is the vicious cycle between yeah. the old, so older veteran anchors, yes. older veteran NFL yeah. players. So that's what I had to do. That's I, I started drinking coffee when I got in the league, yeah. so it would keep me up so I wouldn't fall asleep. I'm telling you, I camp. can drink four cups of coffee and take a two-hour nap. It's just, I don't know what God it, bless. now, I wow. know it has to have some effect on me, but it just doesn't. Let I just want to know, did you ever get to the point where when you were coming back from Halloween, you would like stash your candy at your friend's house? Yeah, did you not hear the story? I told Leon no. yesterday. Yeah, so you would so stash it at the fifth grade. House so you could have it. Fifth grade, because in That's fourth awesome. grade, I got so fed up, and I was just like, I'm over this. And so mm. I uh, was the first year we were really allowed to like stay out till 11 o'clock at night. It was a Friday night Halloween, which for you OGs out there, you know. Friday mm. night Halloween, that's like the, the day of the week you want. Right. Yeah. And so we have our uh, pillowcases, right? And, uh, and we were at my friend's house. And my parents, of course, his parents are their best friends. And so I knew my mom was coming and she was eyeing up that pillowcase. Mm-hmm. And I was getting a little worried. Mm. And so I said, all right, here's what we're going to do. So we go up to Thomas's room. We take out the Laffy Taffy, the dots, all the stuff that you know the dentist doesn't want you to have. And we put it in a bag under his bed. What did she leave? Like popcorn and pennies chocolate, or something? Chocolate. Um, she gives out pretzels. The Halloween. Chocolate. Oh, yeah, yeah, she gives out the, the Halloween-shaped pretzels. And, mm. so, and water bottles because, you know, you may get dehydrated right. out so there. So she didn't like the hard candy and the chewy stuff then? Is hard candy she's okay with um, as long as you're sucking it. So okay. like like a Jolly Rancher, but don't. <laughs> right, like, no jawbreakers. Chomp down on it. Right, no jawbreakers, but like Jolly Rancher's okay. Here's so. what I like just Like laters are a big no-no is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was absolutely taken out of the bag. And so that's why we, uh, we mm. hit it under. We hit it at Thomas's house and then went back i think two days later yeah. i picked all that up and then i like hit it in like a back corner of my bedroom and uh yeah and then mysteriously like so two months good. later she's like where did all this now yeah. or later and like laffy taffy come from and i was she like called, she called it now and later yeah that by, was one by of those the candies. proper term yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, the, the government there. name yeah well it's called now later now later now later <laughs> she's a dentist and also okay, it's new jersey so but, but i yeah, did now. hear one thing that made me laugh is that there was a time like not in our world where because if we're kids you're not giving me water but there is a world where they give them water, okay, which is just classic. That is a young person. And That's mind not you, real, though. This, yeah. this is also yeah, in New true. Jersey where, like, Halloween is, like, 50 degrees outside. Yeah. But she's yeah. like, hey, you may get hot out there. Mm. And uh, She would not give out water. Stop it. Yes, so. she does. She still does. <laughs> That's classic. And also, wait, so we also need the disclaimer out there. We, we need to put this disclaimer out there. For those of you who are unfamiliar... <laughs> My mother's dentist office is attached to my childhood home. Our house looks like every other house in the na- neighborhood, except instead of a garage. Yeah, she's running a game out It's of the a back. dentist office. Like, and it looks, you know, it's a commercial lot, so it's not, you know, anything, like, weird behind the scenes. Like, it's very much like a registered com- commercial lot. Laundry but then she money. wonders, Matt. Something's going on there. Well, she, well, she wonders. She's <laughs> like, bad. why do none of the kids come to our house? Is it because we live on a busy street? And I'm like, lady, you've been giving out pretzel and water bottles <laughs> yeah. for, like, a decade. Plus now. Is there any doubt that Mama B has a drawer in her desk that's just full of Laffy Taffy's that she secretly eats every day? Yeah. Is there any doubt about that? I, I know I would, man. <laughs> I would nurse it. Nothing better than either going to the dentist or going getting your blood work done and then just crushing whatever it is, wings or candy or whatever. Let me ask you one more, Leon, on this subject of sugar, caffeine, because mm. this was something uh, my junior year when I was interning out in Los Angeles. I made a goal because I knew I'd be on the red carpet amongst the celebrities. I wanted to lose weight. And so I made a goal that for Lent, I actually gave up coffee. I gave up morning energy drinks in favor of going to the gym instead. And that kind of became a thing for me once I graduated from school because I was working in TV. I didn't go into work till two. Mm -hmm. I really didn't drink coffee until like four or five o'clock in the afternoon because I'd work out and that would be 
that shot of energy I needed. And mm-hmm. I, to this day, like it is like I feel so much better coming to work after I've worked out mm-hmm. as opposed to just drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, do you, would you empathize with that slash? Well, have I've, you found yourself in that situation? No, I've always been fat. No, you know, no issues there. No, but more so like working out. It's a good diet, right? That first workout in the morning. Can that first workout in the morning be the equivalent? Yeah, well, listen. When when I yeah, absolutely. When I do work out early in the mornings, I get up about eight, get to the gym about eight thirty, and be done by about nine, about nine forty-five, something like that. I feel more energetic. Yep. When you get up early, you get you know get it going in the morning. Absolutely. But that I don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore. No, well, I do. I told I told Matt about the intermittent fasting. You know the the fasting. You know from ten. To like twelve, I, I just drink water, and then I have me a, a, a nice little meal. Then I work out, and then I've lost, I've shed the pounds, bro. Yeah, see, I love it because yeah. the intermittent fasting mm. it, it led me to black coffee, because mm. you know I never was drinking black coffee. Yeah, but so I don't eat until one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, and so black coffee and water will be my you know first half of my day. There it is. And I live with coffee, water, beer as a staple uh, in my world. Hydration. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Or All right. beer, uh, j- coffee, water. Yeah, coffee, water, beer, coffee, water, beer. coffee, And then occasionally <laughs> some brown water. We will work that in as well. Uh, JJ, give me a that, please. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, we heard from Billy Napier yesterday, and he said he had no idea what to say at a press conference is basically what he did. Okay. I have, we're having a press conference. I have no idea what to say, but anyway, remember we were trying to get Brian Johnson back to Gainesville. Well, the former Eagles offensive coordinator is joining the commanders. Now we already know cliff Kingsbury is going to be the OC up in DC, which means Caleb Williams are going to make a play to bring him back, but it doesn't say exactly what Brian Johnson's going to do. We just know that he's staying in the National Football League, staying in the NFC East, and it says uh, from the report they're expected uh, to hire him to a, quote, prominent offensive staff role. Now, I think I'm just going to double that and go from Brian Johnson to Mike Caldwell, who got run out of Duval, and Antonio Pierce, now the new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, has added Mike Caldwell to his coaching staff uh, that, according to Mike Garofalo of the NFL Network, uh, and we'll find out what his position will be. Let me do you one better. This yep. is really a that. This just came out in real time. Well, then hit us another one because we do. We owe it to the uh, Florida Home AC folks. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Former secondary and passing game coordinator for the Jaguars, Deshae Townsend, headed to Dan Campbell's Lions mm-hmm. up in mm-hmm. Detroit, per mm-hmm. Jordan Schultz of Bleacher Report. So when he came here, was he up in the Berg? Is that where he, he was? was? In Chicago. Okay, Chicago. So okay, so three different stops. Uh, the former Alabama star. And, and look, we saw good things at times from this defense. We saw Andre Cisco and Darius Williams have pretty good years, and Tyson Campbell for that matter. Shea Townsend, good, good coach, but it just didn't all come together. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't come together, especially down the stretch. I think that's when the defense got exposed a little bit more. Offense wasn't productive. Defense was staying more on the field, giving up big plays uh, as far as the passing game goes. But, I mean, mm-hmm. those guys, rightfully, at a certain point in the season, were, had to be – listen, Darius Williams, Tyson Campbell, and Cisco. Yeah. At some particular point in the, reason, in the season, they were they were probably top ten players. Yeah. You know, like the, first, like the first ten games or something like that. They were playing outstanding. What will be interesting for me with that 
landing spot in particular is the number one need that I've seen online from Detroit Lions fans, columnists, draft pundits has been that secondary. They were the third best rushing defense by season's end, but I believe they were the 27th worst passing defense. Well, what's kind of funny is both these secondaries gave up a ton of yards here in Duval mm-hmm. and up in Detroit, and they were definitely suspect on the back end. So it is kind of interesting that he goes gets one that, like we said, this mm-hmm. team kind of at the, at the end just kind of threw injury and a variety of other things that just didn't all come together. But – they're going to have to make sure they button up that yardage-wise, that's for sure. All right, now we have got plenty of prop bets. Plenty of people have already got in our uh, prop bet contest, and we'll give you a chance to do it again today, thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. Normally our Wednesday sponsor, we were at Peterbrook Chocolatiers yesterday, so we give them Thursday and Thursday tonight. They've got trivia. Tomorrow night they've got music on the patio, and any day they've got a great golf course waiting for you. The Golf Club of Southampton, you, your buddies, maybe you're playing in a tournament, whatever it might be, call 287-PLAY and definitely check out the Golf Club of Southampton. So we'll keep an eye on the news and what's going on uh, around the Super Bowl and coming out of Las Vegas. But tonight, we're going to find out who the five are. So, Leon, we did this exercise, and we're going to kind of look at Fred versus the world, okay? Freddie T is one of a number of candidates that could be enshrined in the Hall of Fame. We know it's already tough enough going up against the class that he's going up against. But then when we start looking at the other either running backs that are in the Hall or running backs that are – getting the attention of getting in the hall, Freddie stacks up pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that Fred's the only running back helps him out, I think, is, is some capacity. The only, the, only, the only correlation between him and another guy might be Devin Hester. Have, mm-hmm. have a special teams guy, you know, game breaker, game changer, that type of thing. That might, that might, I'm, that might be as stiff as competition, I think, possibly. And, I, mm-hmm. and when I look at the guys that are on there right now, I'm trying to figure out who are the locks. Right. Those are the guys you say, okay, who are the locks? Uh, Antonio Gates probably is a lock. Peppers, mm, he may be a lock. Uh, Reggie Wayne, that's my Miami bias going in there. He, yeah. may be, he may be a lock. He's been on this he's list been for on, a while. Yes, he's been on for a while. And then you got two, you got two, guy, you got two slots available. So you just got to ask yourself, you got to weigh what Freddie has done at that compared to what the other guys did. And, 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 and Pro Bowls count, mm-hmm. Super Bowls count. All that kind of stuff counts against us. So hopefully Fred can go in because, you know, I, I've got four guys that I've played with that's already in the Hall of Fame. I got the Baselli's, I got the Damani Dawson's, Rod Woodson, and I got Kevin Green. So mm-hmm. I would love to welcome Freddie oh, Freddie, see, T, that's, to the, that's, that's Freddie really, T to the to the house. That's pretty good company. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You, you ought know? to create uh Well, I mean, I have a I have a much fonder appreciation for those guys now more than I probably did when I was in the locker room with them because they were just guys you jawed with, you joked with, you pranked with. Right. But then they realize how great they were to your career is over. And I, I look back at, at Freddie T the same way. Mm-hmm. Freddie T came in in 98, tail end of my career, whatever, rookie, outstanding, quiet guy, just got, got things done. And now, you know, he's about to put on a gold jacket, man. Yeah. So It'd be really cool if it, it happened. It would be really amazing. And then when we look ahead, there's a couple of other guys that are coming in as far as eligibility at the running back position that might make it a little tougher. But he does have – it feels like he's got a little bit of a two-year window yeah. where he might be – they might really drill down and take a look at him uh, as far as what he did at that position in that particular era because it's different now. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other guys, Willie Anderson, who we had on yeah, yeah, a few weeks guy. back, he is definitely a guy that is – Worthy of the attention. We'll find out whether he gets it or not. Eric Allen, who was an awesome cornerback 
Uh, Jared Allen, great guy off the edge. Dwight Freeney, another guy certainly very good off the edge. And, and you really start to look at the accolades that these guys get. Rodney Harrison, is he more known for being a dirty player versus uh, – Or uh, being on uh, NBC. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I will say it till the cows come mm-hmm. home. I don't believe John Lynch, as great of a player as he was, I don't believe he gets in when he did if not for the fact that he was the GM of the 49ers who were playing in the Super Bowl that it year. It helps. There's no there's no question it helps. Like right now, if you're talking about shoe-ins as far as their play is concerned, and I, I think you can't go too far past Julius Peppers, Antonio Gates, and I don't know who else I'm going to put up there as a shoe-in. Mm-hmm. You could argue that Devin Hester is the – he made us pay attention every single time. Instead of instead of getting up to go take a leak or grab a cold beer uh, during a kickoff yeah. or whatever, you want to sit and watch and see what he <clears> could <throat> do or on a punt return or whatever the case. Yeah, is. well, you 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 will have to put what will be the criteria: uh, game changer, mm-hmm. uh, wow factor, changed how we look at the position, changed how yeah we look at the position, uh, Pro Bowls, Super Bowls, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff factors in. So, I mean, if you put those five in consideration. You got to ask yourself, I mean, what are the check marks when it yeah. comes to those players? Well, the boys on Jaguars today were going through, I, I don't know if it was a tweet or an article, but then they were kind of being like, man, this was a good way of selling him because I kind of believe it was Jari Evans, mm-hmm. the guard for the New Orleans Saints, who made, I think it was six Pro Bowls, six All Pros, yeah. was on the All Decade team for the 2000s, or 2010s, excuse me. And so you, you look at that and you're like, oh, he's just a guard. But if we're going based off Pro Bowls and all pros. Yeah, his accolades. I mean, that's the thing. Is it yeah, that black but, and white? But when it comes to offensive line, we we know what we see when it comes to the table. Not at, not at the front. And, and there, the, 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 <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Jay. We, we don't say at the front. All right, more than likely we're, we're serving the dessert. Everybody else is sitting at the table so they can eat. I'm just, I'm just, listen, because when a guy like Damani Dawson, yeah. Damani Dawson took five years to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and was a great, great player. Outstanding. Outstanding offensive line. Now, did, did they ask you, name the guys that you played with that are Hall of Famers? Hall right? of Famers, Rod Woodson, uh, Kevin Green, mm-hmm. Damani Dawson, Tony Baselli. Yeah, uh, and then you could and hoping, have I'm been. hoping hoping Fred Taylor. Because I, I could hear the violins when you were saying it. Did they ask you to cater the meal for them? Or did I, like I, the listen, outsider? Or? Yeah, listen, when you're a lineman, you know your lane. <laughs> stay in your lane. You do. You stay All in right, lane. so I, we're going to just lay this out and just kind of give you an idea of the guys that are in. Some of them are, are honestly, they are untouchables. You you cannot get away from greatness. Matt, when you go down and you can look at the list of running backs that we have uh, that are up there, and you can go from the very beginning, the early years, with the great Jim Browns and, and OJ, doesn't really matter what he did with the glove and all that stuff. Uh, he was enshrined for his football uh, that he played back in the 70s. Uh, Earl Campbell, Eric Dickerson, uh, you can go down the line, uh, Franco Harris, on and on and on. There are untouchables. But then you do get to maybe a little bit of that, oh, wait a minute, Fred belongs in this next group. You got great, great, and then you got great. I, I blame Curtis Leon, Martin. I'm yeah, he belongs. Gonna, he certainly belongs in the Curtis I'm, I'm Martin I'm going to blame Leon. Yeah. Leon and his teammates who couldn't get that done. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if Freddie's got a Super Bowl ring, mm-hmm. he's in. Yeah. It's not even a question. Which I think is absolutely lame as can be. And the other neg, it's it's so. Here, here's the problem with that, is you are so pigeonholing people at that point where you're like, 
Well, if you don't have a Super Bowl ring, then, you know, it's a huge mark against you. It's Why? very NFL. Why? Well, yeah. part of it well, may be, and I see some nooners on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures asking about how much say do former players have versus, these, hey. versus these media types that are elected for life. Anybody, by the way, I, I play good in that game. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm not saying you didn't, but, you know, we were talking about leaders the other day. Yeah. You know. Hey, I came, I came, I came to work with a hat and a lunch pail. <laughs> yeah. And you put your work in. But just to answer the question, okay, the one good thing about what the players have to say is the media that's in that room, mm. the writers, the people that, that have been there forever covering the game, the Vito Stellinos of the world, the old men, they have to listen to all the chatter that comes out of their vote or heading into their vote. And so at the very least, I do think former players – have their ear when it comes to that somewhat but inside but, that room yeah it's ridiculous it's, it's like a it's like it's literally like the pope like you're voting for the pope you know well, it's, and it's, I, look i respect those guys because i'm part of that yeah fraternity a, so i respect that okay yeah. but the point i'm the point i'm making is they still have to vote give them the vote okay yeah. all i'm saying is right before the vote the day before the week before just get like five or six players to come in and sit on a stage at a table and those guys can just and gals can just start firing questions at them. Yeah, and you know what, what about they, this guy? What yeah, about that guy? What right. about this guy when this happened or that happened? And and what they think is that the Leons of the world will have a personal bias, and they are the judge, well, jury, and selector that they don't have the bias. Well, which yeah, is, but if you can't, is, if you if you as a voting member, okay, yeah. we should get Kavars on to talk yeah. about this actually. Yeah. If you as a voting member cannot sit there and listen to guys and not weed through what, mm -hmm. what you think they're trying to sell you or what is real, then yeah. you shouldn't be voting anyway. Yeah. No, well, I, I, I wish they'd listen. Well, listen, I, I, love that, I love that argument. I love that idea. But I think that even if you had guys who already have jackets, because I, I can think of a couple of players right there that got jackets, that played against Fred, that, can be, that could give you, you know, give you the fact that Fred murked them. That's what murked, that's what Fred <laughs> says. I mean, he, the straight hands, the Jason Taylors, the Zach Thomases of the world, they'll he tell you. He did them. He did leg them all day long. I mean, they they give you a testimony that Fred Taylor's legit. I mean, if they if they would listen. Well, I mean, what about like Belichick? What about guys like that? What about well, uh, coaches? Believe me, it's, none of it is a bad idea. I'm just telling you, this these the writers, these people, these media guys, they have a stranglehold on it, and they ain't letting go. No, I agree, take, and they take shouldn't. A look at the, take a look at the they baseball. They shouldn't let it go. The baseball writers are idiotic uh, in some of the Again, decisions. Again, it should be the same way with them, too. All yeah. I'm saying they is they won't let they, it go. They shouldn't let it go, and I respect the whole process. Yeah. All I'm saying is – just get a little outside information. That's yeah, all. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's all. You're not wrong. From guys right. that played the game or coached the game. Six four one ten ten. You want to give us the best selling point that you think Fred has uh, when it comes to getting the hall? Definitely do it because we do need to look at the ones that are in and then the ones that are right now on the outside looking in that are either semifinalists and he made it to the finalist category or they're going to be soon. First time that Fred is a finalist and JJ LaSelva, I did mis misspeak. Excuse me, misspoke. During our pre-show meeting, Frank Gore is not eligible next year for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He won't be eligible until 2026, which would mean, I'm looking at the list of names that could be eligible next year, the only running back that really stands out as potentially crashing that finalist party, of which right now Fred T. is the only running back on the top 15 ballot, right. is Marshawn Lynch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And I'm not so sure he's going to crack that top 15 in year one when also eligible next year Marshall Yonda, Adam Vinatieri, Eli Manning, Luke Keekley, Earl Thomas, among others. Yeah, and you had uh, the Darren Sproles of the world. Yep, he's some, also eligible next yeah, year. Yeah, some of the other guys that will return as finalists uh, that will 
certainly be at least talked about, discussed, and all that kind of stuff, which I get. But in the other, here's the other negative. We bash on the Pro Bowl. But in a lot of these guys' minds, when they hear a five-time Pro Bowler or they hear an all-decade recognition or they hear an all-pro recognition, you know that that matters. Right or wrong, it does. It matters. absolutely does matter. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of these guys, I'm not going to say any names because if you go to the Pro Bowl, you go to the Pro Bowl. But a lot of these guys get invites to the Pro Bowl because other guys just don't show up to the Mm -hmm. Pro Bowl. Now, 20 years from now, how are you going to be able to decipher who was really good when a lot of these guys just say, oh, man, I'm not going. I'm hurt, this, this, and that. But now, now, right, wrong, or indifferent. Mm -hmm. Right, wrong, or indifferent. But but that's that factors in. I think that's certainly more true today. Yes, yeah, more true today than it was yeah. when I was playing. Like it'll Back. be it'll be way more difficult to tell in like 10, 15 years looking at Absolutely. the players of this generation at those Pro Bowls for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So just like to- Minshew went to the Pro Bowl this year, right? And and, <laughs> and heck, and Trev said the other day, or excuse me, uh, Peyton Manning talking about Trevor Lawrence said the other day that uh, that he lobbed a phone call to Trev, just didn't. Work out. It's like, nah. Yeah, like it wasn't I'm convenient. going to Colorado. <laughs> I'm on vacation. Uh, uh, wait a minute. It's an hour and a half away? Oh, I didn't realize it was that far away. Oh, no, I'll pass. Uh, and so, yeah, when guys like that are passing on it, we know it's lost its significance. Yes. But when your career is over and you say you're an yeah. X number of pro bowlers. Exactly. It's, it's, I mean, it, I mean, what the legitimacy of it is going to be – I just twenty years from now, you gotta have to question this legitimacy. Oh yeah, if it was nowadays, yeah. Leon, you would probably have like five. Man, I have at least six. Man, easy. <laughs> I'll be a six-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, easily because yeah, you if, might be wearing that gold jacket. Yeah, yeah and, and especially if if they're I got one from Miami. It, heck, it was hard to get them to Hawaii. Okay, hey, no, what? No, actually, what? It was more difficult for guys. At least, listen, I was a first alternate, not from '94. 95, 96, 97. And they all showed. And they all showed the Hawaii. Because <laughs> it was Hawaii. Right. If the game yeah. was in Orlando back then, how many, oh, how many more pro oh, bowls? I have at least had? four more, at least. Right. At least four. But the spoiled ones towards the end, even yeah. in Hawaii, they go pass. Yeah. Pass. Yeah. True. Uh, but if you go back and you look at the guys that were semifinalists that didn't make it, Anquan Bolden, a, a, a really, really good player. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether I would look at him and, and scream Hall of Fame or anything like that. We mentioned the other guys that you may not be 100 percent familiar with like Ajari Evans but London Fletcher London Fletcher was a really really he was a damn good player semi-finalist a couple of times and hasn't made it to the final room at least I don't think he has Eddie George is he a yeah. hall of famer yeah. he's a semi-finalist a couple of times uh now I don't know James Harrison he was a great player he was a great player absolutely uh, played on some good teams yeah that's mm-hmm. a big part of it a mm-hmm. couple know? times as a as a semi-finalist uh, Tory Holt and Reggie Wayne are both of the guys that keep making it to the final vote, but they just aren't able to push it on through. Robert Mathis, which is Dwight Freeney's mm-hmm. uh, line mate, yeah. the other Russian, he's been a semifinalist a few times. Here's what I will say, looking ahead to who will be eligible in the years to come, even if Fred doesn't make it in tonight. I think next year it's not like you have five bona fide first ballot Hall of Famers on the table. Mm-hmm. So I think – the fact that – and he said this when he came on our air a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The fact that you are in the room, yep. you are being discussed, that is a great first step. Next year, like I let, rattled off some of those names that will be eligible, I could see Fred Taylor getting in over some of them. I could see Fred Taylor over Luke, Luke Keekley. Mm-hmm. However, and- then we get to 2027. Are you ready for this list? Yeah, these next two years are crucial. Drew Brees, Larry Fitzgerald, Jason Witten, Frank Gore – Morky's Pouncey, 
Philip Rivers, Greg Olson. That's yeah. just to name a few. Well, right. Your first five are locks. Mm-hmm. The first five you just said, they're probably locks. Right. And so that's where the log jam will start for mm-hmm. Fred. And that's not including, by the way, LaShawn McCoy, who also will be on the ballot. I don't think he's mm-hmm. a Hall of Famer. I think Frank Gore is. Um, and so that's where this year, even if it doesn't come to fruition, I don't think it's a burning issue. But next year, I think he knows that if you don't get in that year, right. it's going to get even more difficult. And it's, and it's yeah. funny. Like, well, Let's ask this question come up in a second. Frank Gore v. Fred Taylor. Uh, who's better? Okay, honestly. One's longevity and the other one, honestly. Let's just get into that coming mm-hmm. up. Golf Club of Southampton, we totally say thanks to them. Any day of the week, you can head on out there, 287-PLAY. Take a look at a beautiful golf course. You can work in the practice area, get your game honed up and ready to go, especially as we're getting closer and closer to the nine after five, all at the Golf Club of Southampton. All right, so Freddie T's one of our main discussions. we got to get back to National Signing Day from yesterday and a handful of other things. Prop bets will hand out a few of those coming up where J.J. will open up the prop shop and give you a chance to win some prizes. Grilling Up Lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. A whole lot to get to on a jam-packed Thursday edition of XL Primetime, brought to you, of course, by our friends, the Golf Club of Southampton. Didn't get a chance to throw some love on them yesterday when we were having a blast at Peterbrook Chocolatier in Sawgrass Village, so we will today. Isn't that right, Josie? Yeah, we love them, uh, and uh, the 9 after 5 will be starting. I want to say it's the week after the players, so the countdown is on, and the, the weather's good. And, you know, I talked to, to Derek, and that's Derek to Stefano, all the vowels except you and he said the greens are just beautiful right now so make sure you head on out there our conversation regarding tonight's hall of fame announcement continues will fred taylor already Mm -hmm. among the 15 finalists for the first time in his hall of fame candidacy crack the top five and be enshrined this summer in canton ohio in the pro football hall of fame of course knowing that in two years time the likes of frank gore the likes of adrian peterson in three years time will also be on the ballot how important is it for Freddie T to break through this year or next year when those other names come on the ballot? Or does Frank Gore not hold a candle to Fred Taylor? It's funny. What do you initially think, Leon, when you hear this argument? Because we can look at Gore's stats and Freddie's stats. <clears throat> Gore played a lot longer and also was very, very productive. The cat ran for a bunch of yards, or the cane, I should say. But I just, like, when I look at it two different ways. A, how much you did contribute to the game, and let's not ignore mm-hmm. what Frank Gore did, but then also what one individual player does to opposing defenses, which one scared you more? Yeah, I mean, uh, Fred was, in my opinion, was more dynamic, more of a game changer, uh, more of a game breaker. But mm-hmm. Frank Gore was was solid and steady, bro. I mean, solid and steady. His time with the 49ers. And then you can't penalize him for longevity. He played, what, 15, 16 years? Yeah, in he the played league? a long time. He played a long time. I mean – and to play in this league at running back at that position for that long, I mean, that has to be accredited in some capacity. Yeah. And to keep your body, you know, taking whatever, 10, 20 carries a game, getting that pounding as you get older. Because, you know, they, they say the cliff is 30. Mm-hmm. Say when you get 30 as a running back, the cliff, you know, you start going downhill after right. that. I mean, but, but Frank Gore was able to be steady. I mean, now his, his production went down, of course. But the fact that he was in the lead that long, that productive, and gained those yards, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be accredited for that. Well, you capacity. figure he played he played over a decade and a half, mm-hmm. and he has nine seasons over 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Freddie played for a shorter period of time, a little over a decade, and has seven seasons over 1,000 yards. You take a look at the touchdowns, 
we've we've talked yeah. a bunch about Fred. Uh, I don't know whether it was TC's absolute decision to not put Freddie in harm's way at the line at, at the goal line, mm-hmm. but he pulled him out quite often and had other guys uh, carrying it instead. And I'm sure those numbers would have been a little more. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he did. He did it when when I was there when when we got close to the goal line. I mean, if Freddie didn't take it to the house. Mass majority of the time, when we got close to the goal line, James Stewart came in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, little man came in the game. You know, so I, I mean that that might have cost Freddie at least twenty touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, because James Stewart had I don't know if Freddie was there. James Stewart had six in one game and one and one time I don't know if Freddie was there or not. Whatever against the Eagles. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Can't remember this is the problem I have with this whole process. Okay, mm-hmm. uh-huh. is we? I'm saying we, the collective we. Okay, not this yeah. table, the collective we. We always look at. The negative, well, he doesn't have this, and he doesn't have that, and he doesn't have what this guy has, and he's short of this over here, and he didn't go to the Super Instead of just watching the tape. Right. That, that, that's kind of the question, mm. is that one guy, like we said, Frank Gore was what about a, what he does well, do instead of what he doesn't have? Right. Frank Gore was a, 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 a monster for a long time in terms of productivity and a tough son of a gun. Take a look at the injuries he had to go yeah. through. Yeah. I remember a broken hip late in, in his career, like, oh, my gosh, and he was able to come back. Now the numbers, And he saved an NFL franchise. Yeah, and by the way, let's just give Frank Gore, every time Joe, we discuss him. Joe, you're bypassing. Him, you're bypassing. Every you're time bypassing we, it. Every time we bring his name up, a round of applause, Frank Gore, for bringing Trevor. Oh, Thank absolutely. You. There it is. There Listen, it is. The man I deserves mean, a Has key, anyone else literally saved the, the franchise in the NFL? A key to the city. Well, let me tell you something. Other than Tommy Brady. I Wait, guess. can we briefly discuss <laughs> the fact that Frank Gore's son is draft eligible this year? And Trent Balky, if you're listening right now, I, yeah. you got a lot of sixth and seventh round picks. You love to pick in the sixth or seventh round. You got to pick him. Yeah, reward the. Don't you? What do they call the, that when they bring on a kid in college? Like they give him a scholarship? A no, I'm just but kidding. he's like a, it's like a, a legacy, legacy, a, yeah, legacy yeah, a legacy hire. I would have given, I would have given Frank Gore himself like a ten day contract <laughs> yeah. a couple years ago. Retire as a jet. Yeah, like the NBA does a little ten. But but, sign but it, and, it, sign it, and retire. But it is true that when you, uh, this guy was <clears> tough. Okay, he was tough. And, and came through a lot of things towards the the later part of his career, and then we go back to the whole fragile Freddie label, which kind of hit hurt him early. Not just the actual injuries he had to deal with, but that hurt him label wise. Well, you gotta also remember Frank Gore in college tore both his ACLs. Right. That dude has been through some so, serious injuries. You know, he tore both his ACLs in college. When he, was he was like was a high fourth school. string running back. Yeah, he was Miami. a fourth string running back. I mean, he, he was behind. Clinton Porters. Well, he was behind what? McGahee, McGahee Porters, and uh, James. What was the guy's name? He went to the Browns. I forgot. Uh, James Jackson. Yes. Yeah. 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 James Jackson, yeah. yeah. That's a nice pull right there by you. Yeah. Anyway, back to my original point. <laughs> yeah. Back to the original point is, at some point, don't you just like watch what he did? Mm. That, the, like that watch was the, what he did on the field. Yeah, the original question is, do you look at stats or do you look at what you are actually supposed to look at, right? Which is... The, the way he's playing. Yeah, watch the way he plays. Forget about this whole. Well, this guy has this many Pro Bowls, and and he didn't he didn't go to the Pro Bowl, and you know he doesn't have a yellow jacket or gold jacket. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man, come on. It's about the best so, players. Are, are, that that the Hall of Fame is about the best players ever in the league. It's not about the best players who, oh by the way, also have been to the Super Bowl okay, or so have a Super Bowl ring. Let me just ask what you. Uh, I want to make sure of what you're saying. Are you saying Fred Taylor's head and shoulders better than Frank Gore? I'm saying if you're watching on the field, the tape, yes, a hundred percent, yes. Okay, head yes. and shoulders, head and shoulders, head and shoulders. Okay, yes. because Frank Gore is going to get in the Hall of Fame. Frank Gore was not like a dynamic take the ball to the house any any chance anytime he touches the ball. It's no, not but who he, he did was. average. 
Average over four yards a carry. No, I get uh, all that. Ca- caught I get the ball all that. a bunch. I get it's all that. But if you, you ask any achievement, it's not about like watch the tape. Like anybody could have a great highlight tape. You know, it, it, there's you so have, like, much ha- more like, to it than that. Any, you know, any NFL running back has great tape that they could watch. Do they have years and years and years of great tape? Does Freddie have years yes. and years and decade. years yes, of great tape? Yes, he does. I mean, Frank Gore is literally on the all-decade team. Yeah. I, I understand all of that. One I understand all of that. So even but if you're going to sit there and tell me that time, if you're going to sit there and tell me that a general manager or a coach would take Frank Gore over Fred Taylor, you're out of your mind. You're For his out entire of your mind. Career? In, their period, in their primes, not even close. No, okay, in their prime, yes. Obviously, one had a, was a better playmaker. Yeah, that's where you kind of have to separate. That's not what the Hall of Fame is. It's both, really. It's both because it is a measure of your entire career. It's exactly. how dynamic, yeah, how dynamic you were and how long you played the game. And, and Ask dur- Terrell Davis does if it's count, a measure of you got to play for 15 Dude, years. Dude, Terrell yeah. Davis was the ask, best running back in ask, the league, though. Fred Taylor was never even close to that. He was in one Pro Bowl. Yeah, and we, I don't think well, we should get because he was in on one Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl doesn't yeah. mean he wasn't never Dude, even close compared, to the best back in the league. Compared to the other backs at that time, they didn't think that he was up there with them, obviously. Yeah. He only made one Pro Bowl. But Terrell Davis, in the late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. was the best running back in the NFL. And, and, he is in, and he is in the Hall of Fame, and he's deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. Two rings. But, but let's also make sure we remind Two ourselves. Rings. There it is. We, hey, we dog, we dog the Pro mm. Bowl voting whenever it's convenient for us to dog the Pro Bowl voting. And then whenever it helps our argument, we use the Pro Bowl. Okay, so it is laughable. I'm, sa- yeah. I'm saying he shouldn't be compared to Terrell Davis. Yeah. No, no, That's I, laughable. I, wouldn't, I would say Terrell Davis was a great running back. You would put Terrell Davis more so in the camp of like Tony Baselli, right, JJ, where like for a five, six year stretch was the best player at their position. Was Tony Baselli at the best left tackle for five or six years in the NFL? Arguably, yes. Yeah. It was him Ogden. Yeah. Yeah. And Terrell Davis had a shortened career because mm-hmm. of injuries and he still was a Hall of Famer. And he has basically the same around the same number of starts. And he produced like a mother. And so, and, and yes, when you're in Super Bowls and you do what he did uh, in Super Bowls, you are going to be recognized as one of the greats. And he definitely is. It's just where you're trying to figure out where's the cutoff point. And, and Fred Taylor versus Frank Gore is a good argument because mm-hmm. one is absolute longevity. But also, don't ever say Frank Gore wasn't a good football player because he really was. First off, I'm not saying Frank Gore wasn't yeah, a good football I'm not football saying you. Player. I'm just saying anybody who's in the – And I'm know. not saying he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm saying He's if, not you're a gonna ask, player. if you're going to ask a coach or a general manager or even the players, mm-hmm. who do you fear more? Who was the yeah. better player? It's, it's not a even, great it's argument. It's not close. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's a great way to put it. That's you, you, Everyone could come at this a different way and figure out what the criteria is that they would Who use. did you have to game plan around? Yeah, yeah. It's and, not even close, man. Yeah. It's not. So, you, for example, let's do 2002 Pro Bowl. That was a season in which Fred Taylor had 1,314 yards, eight rushing touchdowns, uh, not to mention I won't go into the receiving stats. Mm-hmm. The running backs that were selected to the Pro Bowl over him that year on the AFC team. Ricky Williams... Priest Holmes, let's keep scrolling, mm-hmm. uh, LaDainian Tomlinson, and those are the three. And then uh, Travis Henry mm-hmm. with Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Those were the three in the AFC. Here were the NFC running backs. Are you ready for this? Some of these are laughable. Uh, Fred McAfee, Deuce McAllister, nice guy, shared Deuce an elevator with him. Deuce is loose. Mm-hmm. Marshall Falk, well-deserving. Mm-hmm. Amon Green. Amon yeah. Green was really good. good, but good and Michael Bennett. Yeah. 
But in terms of like names that you're like, oh my God, popped off the page. Like yeah, but we don't it. know what they did that season. Well, I can yeah. read what they did that season. Would you like yeah. to hear that? I'm just saying I, we can laugh at a name, but I mean, if he had a good year, then yeah, that's how he they, deserved to be a, yeah. well, a Fred Pro McAfee Bowl. played in 11 games total. Yeah, and some of them. Let's not let's not forget. It is a popularity vote at times, okay? It is, it has been, it always will be. Yes, the very popular Fred McAfee. Yeah, yeah. Well, the team, that counts too. Uh, I, and the team is also a negative for Freddie too. Yeah, Don't yeah. kid yourself. Right. And so 100% that, it is. Yeah, that's why I mentioned the, the team because this team was shown to 3% of the country quite often. It really was as simple as that. So, that you know, those, those things happen. And, like, take a look at the dominant – Dallas Cowboys teams, the Pittsburgh Steelers teams, the Raiders teams, how many Hall of Famers they got in because they won a bunch. And then one guy gets in, next guy gets in because he's part of the team as well. Uh, again, this is just when you're just trying to look at the exercise, he finally made it to a finalist. So now you're trying to figure out whether it deserves to be there or not. I think that the uh, to the point of like where he played, how that may have affected his candidacy, I think playing in the AFC during that stretch, akin to what we see with quarterbacks in this current day and age, playing in the AFC – a lot more difficult, a lot more difficult of a road than playing. In well, the there NFC. were so many good running backs at the time and so many good tackles to Leon's point. Those were the guys that were constantly getting that Pro Bowl recognition. Well, you, you also got to take into consideration who you played against and if they liked you or not. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I pissed off a lot of players I went up against. Uh-huh. They didn't like me. And they wouldn't vote for you. They'd yeah. tell you. Doing the game. Really? All, oh, they'd tell you doing the game. They'd tell you. Absolutely. So, I mean, those, those things factor in, too. Yeah. I mean, it may be petty, but but it's real. And players had a vote. Fans Play, had a vote. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I didn't care. I didn't. I, I didn't care. <laughs> I like you. Ain't like me. All God, right. Damn it. Six four one ten ten. You guys jump in. Let us know. Hit the text line. Designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Of course, go to YouTube. Search ten ten XL. You can offer up a comment there because he is finally a finalist uh, and absolutely has a chance. Guys that were semifinalists that didn't make it uh, that you have to be looking at like Heinz Ward. Ricky Williams, we mentioned him. Steve Smith. Uh, uh, let's see, a couple of other ones. Pat Willis. Uh, you know, Darren Woodson's one of my favorite guys, uh, coaches, mm-hmm. coaches guy. And Woodson is a finalist. And so we'll find out what they think of him. But he was a great, great player at his position, too, and probably deserving. So the Chicago Sun-Times is trying to leak some of the names that will be revealed tonight in the NFL Honors Ceremony, including those five modern era inductees into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Want to debunk this first and foremost. Um, Bears, um, Chicago Bears defensive tackle Steve McMichael, from what I can see, is not obviously among the 15 modern era finalists because we have that list from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But they do elect, I think they call it from the Veterans Committee? Or is that baseball? Yeah, from Mm -hmm. the Veterans Committee. So the Chicago Sun-Times is reporting that he would be that person in that electee in the class of 2024, akin to Harold Carmichael, Jacksonville's own, mm-hmm. a few years ago. Um, so make a note of that. According to the Chicago Sun-Times, that is who that Veterans Committee player will be. They also are reporting that Devin Hester and Julius Peppers are among the five modern era finalists. And so, again, we saw from earlier this week, Pro Football Focus had a report about Devin Hester. We discussed here that Julius Peppers seems like he would be a first ballot, potentially Hall of Famer. This is based from what someone from the Chicago Sun-Times said. So, again, it's just a report right now. Mm-hmm. But those are two spots of the five then. And I think we're kind of in consensus that Antonio Gates is probably getting in. Mm-hmm. So now that leaves two. So Devin Hester and who? Julius Peppers. Mm-hmm. What does that make, 10 canes now? 
I'm counting. That's yes. all. That's all he was. That's asking all that matters. That's, that's all, all that matters. matters. That's yeah. all that matters. That's why you can't wait for Frank Gore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's throw another cane. Exactly. Because is I Zach feel counting like, Reggie Wayne or not? Yeah. I, he's mm-hmm. just he's been a finalist for yeah. a long time. He's re- really he was really. But it's this is the argument. It's Isaac Bruce over Tory Holt, and th- those guys were battling forever mm-hmm. as far as you know getting the Hall of Fame recognition. And it's Marvin <laughs> Harrison v Reggie Wayne. And Marvin Harrison was going to get more of the love and right? As he should. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, because he, he was the better player. Reggie Wayne was great, but Marvin Harrison was one on of that the best team, the ever. Yeah, yeah, the GOAT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and then you go Isaac Bruce T. T. Holt. Torrey Holt's a really, really good player. You heard about the story that Peyton Manning, when Reggie Wayne was a senior at the University of Miami, Peyton Manning came to the University of Miami to throw. He was throwing for a bunch of guys, and, mm-hmm. and Reggie Wayne happened to be out there. He was like, oh, we got to get this guy. He was actually at, he was like on campus. So he put the endorsement. So he on him. no, he was the endorsement to get Reggie Wayne drafted by the Colts when uh, he came out. Interesting, yeah. that's pretty nice. Yeah, and he was a look. You guys have had so many great ones that have played so many different positions. Mm. Uh, it, it 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 is a testament to what was going on down there because we list the running backs, we list the wide receivers, we list the tight ends, the linemen. You can go to the linebackers. But, you can go to defensive but, front guys. But, but you know what it's like, though? It's like that Star Wars movie. You know what happens in Star Wars? Yeah. It says, in a galaxy far, far away, long, 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 long <laughs> time ago. long time ago. <laughs> That's us right now. Too long ago. I don't believe Reggie right. Wayne yeah. uh, is sort of like, to Matt's thing, Frank Gore mm-hmm. of the wider receiver. Like, he wasn't flashy whatsoever. Yeah, just played forever. Yeah, played forever. Just put, put up, up great numbers, stats, right. put his head down, and just got things done. Wasn't really hurt all the time. Like it wasn't just, flashy, but yeah. a great player. Yeah. You know, he, he plays and a Hall of Famer. He was the same way at Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he, never the number one at Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, Johnson, he also, yeah. Santana, I mean, like Moss. a lot like Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis benefited clearly from John Elway and a couple other Hall of Famers on that and that O line yeah. and Shanahan's yeah. offense. Yeah, I get absolutely. that. Absolutely, and and somebody had Reggie Wayne the same with Peyton Manning. Yeah, Reggie. I'm not saying it doesn't mean they're not deserving. I'm just saying it's right. They're in very, they were both in very good situations. Yeah, Reggie played a decade and a half, basically. Yeah. And the guy, like, you can think of visible wide receivers. Randy Moss, visible, okay? Wasn't necessarily the biggest talker, but 100% visible. Uh, T.O. Yeah, T.O. And, and t- look, it took T.O. forever because these men in the room didn't want to give him the recognition that he deserved. And he was third all time uh, when it came yep. to yards. But yeah. The, the Divas, the T.O.'s, the Ocho's, all those guys, they are out. Michael Irvin, they're all out there in right. front where they yeah. are being noticed. That was, that, that was shameful that T.O. wasn't first ballot. It was ridiculous shameful that, it was. what they did to him. He was supposed to be first ballot. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about as dominant a wide receiver at, at, at that kind of the same Randy <laughs> like Moss a, era. That's yeah. baseball writer I was just Thank you, Jay. Mm-hmm. You took the words so out of my stupid. mouth, Jay. Mm-hmm. That is the writers having issues with one viral clip or maybe two. Yeah, and like this year, just take a look at the baseball – Hall of Fame class that was announced, and did anyone care? Did anyone say, "Oh well, wow, this, I Todd mean, Helton, absolute Hall"? Of Fame. Oh, don't do don't. that to Todd saying, Helton. I'm Todd Helton was saying, a great player, but the, I, Scott Rowland last yeah, year, yeah. Scott Rowland was laughable. Right? Yeah. Can you actually take the Baseball Hall of Fame seriously? It's just a without not anymore. Right? You yeah. can. That's why. That's why. I mean, you can't take it seriously anymore until those players that were instrumental to your history. Which, oh wait for it, your history featured. Very significantly, PEDs mm-hmm. and players who cheated, yeah. but that's part of your history. And Bonds, if the Hall of Rocket, Fame McGuire, yeah. is to represent your history, then yeah, it's going to be a little tainted. Yeah. Because history is tainted. And Schilling still won't get in. All that stuff. Well, Schilling won't yeah. get in because yeah. of 
Yeah, all the other stuff. Because the right. writers. I can't, just I can't get to you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're allowed to just let you know that we're not letting you in, uh, which is just great. Uh, today is also the NBA trade deadline. Speaking of things that kind of snuck up on us, um, JJ, uh, I know obviously you are a resident NBA fan here. Um, I saw this tweet from Frank Isola, which I just have to read for you. Um, yes, the Knicks are acquiring two players from a historically bad team, but Thibodeau has a way of turning lost causes into winners. For example, the New York Knicks. So <laughs> They've yes. turned it around a little bit. I know we've got plenty of uh, Knicks fans out there. Dan Hicken's probably smiling somewhere. They're going all in. Yeah, they got Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah. Um, but they've been fun. I don't know if they'll do anything in the playoffs, but they've been better than I thought they would be this season. Yeah, improve. More on the Knicks tomorrow on the drill. Yeah, exactly. You can count on it. You can count on it. Walk to work, Dan Hicken. Did you see the uh, mayo yet? I, I I need to see all of it. All I know is that I do not like mayonnaise, so it's tough just to walk into the break room and see gallons, vats of mayo in there. But if you're going to toss mayo on one individual, I can't think of a better guy. I just can't I believe Dan that Dan Hicken – so in case you missed this on the drill this morning – in collaboration with Dailies and 904 Happy Hour, which are thanks to them for helping out with this. Um, Dan Hicken was smothered in mayo, had people throwing condiments and cold cuts at Lettuce. him, <laughs> then had to take that off of his body and make it a sandwich and eat it. Um, what I couldn't get over, boys, is the fact that then he just simply wiped down with paper towels and came back in and did the rest of the program. I would puke. I would puke. Oh, my Smell, gosh. bro. Yeah. The smell alone. And he sat in that same chair, Joe. Oh, my gosh. We're going <laughs> to break right now. <laughs> Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. Feeling pretty good about a beautiful Thursday. XL primetime. Joe C. Me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, Big Surce. J.J. LaSelva, we are hanging out here today. We'll be at Players Grill Mandarin tomorrow. We say thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. Uh, it's the first day of uh, what we hope will be this kind of warming trend, getting into the 80s and whatnot. And yeah, we, I go back and forth because I, I like it to be a little cold with some beautiful sunshine. Yeah. But I invite the uh, 80s to show no, back up whenever they want. sweating again. <laughs> no, I like to nip at night. Yeah, All yeah. Right. Oh, I like to nip it now. Yeah, okay. That's a good you know, way to put it. That's, that's like another drop coming, JJ. Yeah, the context of it. Out of context, that could mean A little nip at night is good. You know, yeah. you get it down that's to about, you know, under 55. You know, you right. throw that extra comforter on the bed. You know, you got the, you know, I got about six pillows on my bed. So <laughs> you get the pillows to prop you up and you get all cozy, man. I love that uh, part. That's beautiful. You know? Now, I, I can't help but just really drill down immediately. I, I'm a little bit of a pillow guy. But you have six? Six. Two for my head, one for my arm, and one between my legs. Six? Well, I don't use all six. I use four of them. Okay. So not yeah. a lot of snuggling going on between you uh, and the lady. I like that. But now you... I, ne- I don't like to be touched at all when I sleep. Six degrees same. of separation. Are you serious? Oh, six yeah. Six degrees of separation. Blake knows. Don't. Don't. Six wow. degrees of separation. I'm, I'm a bit of a touchy-feely guy. See, I'll, we could, I'll, like, I'll snuggle yes. before, yeah. but then when I'm, like, trying to sleep, yeah. Nah, I'm rolling but, but, over. Yeah, on because her ass. here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, when, when you when you cuddle, right? You got the arm out. Yeah. Then the dead arm comes in. Oh, the, right. dead the, dead, arm. the dead arm. Because you know you don't want to wake, but then your arm is going numb. And then you back the in the day, arm, huh? remember the question back in the day: Would you rather just chop it off and then, uh, yeah, yeah, as opposed to wake exactly, up? You, know. you do get the dead arm. Yeah, you get the dead arm. Yeah, you know, you know, stop. You can't have that. Stop. Well, pers- you know, perspiration starts. <laughs> 
<laughs> One of the great inventions is they said, if we have a queen, we can make a king. And a king-size bed yeah, king, is yeah. a yeah, great. And now there's what, is got, the California king's the wide one, right? Yeah. Or the long? I, I, I don't, can't, even, I don't know. even know. Well, here's the thing. When you got a king like that, right, you got more real estate. So you yeah. ain't got to be up on all oh, the yeah. You, know, you got your You got your little plot, your little plot of land. <laughs> and I got my plot of land. You so I've got. I think both you guys are just saying this, by the way. That yeah. at the end of the day, at night. No. Yeah. Yeah. Are you serious? No. <laughs> I would. No. Listen, There's I'll, no reason for me to lie about that. Yeah. What do you think? I'm snuggling up to my boo. I go to sleep no. with a Blake on my arm. Give Listen, me a I'll break. go all I'll go all schmoopy on you at night. I don't I don't mind. I, I don't agree, mind. Man. I'm a romantic 100%. guy. But uh, when you know, dad needs to sleep, he needs to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so with the ankle problem, Sound a little high maintenance, JJ. Yeah. <laughs> with the ankle problem, I've added one pillow to the rota, mm, and okay. so I've got it elevated. And How's so, that going, by the it's way? It's much better. Rebound rehab and, and, and geo, thanks to both of them, because we I'm getting there. Uh, I can't I can't jog or anything like that just yet, but it's a hell of a lot better. Well, I, I'm I'm down to four pillows because I was actually using five pillows. Yeah. Okay, because you know my issue with my arm. Right. So I had the issue with my arm right. that I had to keep elevated. Right. So I had the two with the head. You know, one with the arm, the other arm, and then one, two, three. <laughs> so, but my el- the, the swelling is going down. So it's feeling like That's that. good. This may be yeah. the only thing that Leon and I are truly alike because he is a much bigger man than me. But we're both into pillows. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, which is okay, which is okay. All right, now listen, I'm going to open up the prop bet window. We actually might – like it's a little late for this, JJ, but can we find a prop bet window opening, like some kind of Vegas sound effect uh, for today and tomorrow? These yeah, things, give me a sec. Yeah, these things make me happy uh, when I hear By the way, things. one pillow or two? Hmm? I'm four. No, no, I mean for your head. Yeah, two. 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 Always okay, two. Yeah, always two. But you right, want to know good. why I have that second one? agreement there. Yeah. I've got one of those ones that, uh, you know, the where the, the squishy foam, mm-hmm. and then I put one underneath it just to mm. elevate me so I'm not snoring. Yeah, I got like a kind of hard one on the bottom then a real yeah. soft one on yeah, top. Because I'm a snore, and uh, I need I need elevation, mm. okay? Because after a couple cold ones, you sitting here going, I tend to snore. You guys are so weird. I <laughs> sleep with two pillows, although I think one is weird. You need at least two. Yeah, you can't be but totally they're right wild. under my head. Yeah. yeah. A body pillow thing my sister definitely was into like, yeah. for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, after, I, after I went away to college because we shared a room growing up, like I came back. And her bed had all these like like the long like body length yeah, that pillows. Long pillow's strange. And I was yeah. like, I know you got rid of all the stuffed animals, but like what like what are we doing with all these pillows? Yeah. So, hey, listen, yeah. teachers on. Annie, when she was having babies, she would have that long pillow, and and so you like she was just whatever back discomfort and, and whatnot. But uh, I don't know whether she's still. Don't they have a pillow called the husband? Oh, that's old school. Yeah, it used to be you like it had like on? two arms. You have to blow it yeah, up. Yeah. Or, I'm not even, <laughs> oh, no. No. Joke. I, I didn't know what you. I didn't know what you. I, I didn't it's know. like a pillow, like with arms on it, right, JJ? <laughs> yeah, and it like you lean against it. Exactly. Yeah, My okay. sister used to have one. I miss the snuggie. She that's has a I new husband. That's, that's your His name is Sean. <laughs> yeah, we're not going down that road. I had no idea. All right, I did find some. Okay, I like it. That works. At least we're going to go with that for the See hero. Yeah, I give JJ time to find that. <laughs> yeah, he's fast. He's fast. All right, so just on that note, go ahead. Let's just get one on air for our prop shop, uh, prop bets open 641 1010. 
We're going to give you three prop bets. You got to nail two of them at least. There's a Swifty involved. Uh, and then, JJ, you might take two or three others uh, at your betting window Absolutely. as well. Uh, but 641-1010, uh, let's at least get a couple of these guys, ladies, whomever, recorded, and then uh, you'll go in the drawing, and we'll pull up as many. Uh, Golf Club of Southampton, we'll throw in some golf, some range balls, and so on, and then we'll have uh, some beer prizes, you know, for my, my beer closet. Uh, so 641-1010, we'll try and get a few of you in. Because I'm going through, honestly, we're going to do our props tomorrow. We're betting lunch, and I think we decided we're going to go for a 10 10- 10-play prop sheet, is that what we agreed on? Yes, we're it doing 10 play prop yes, sheet. Yes, yep. Okay. All right, so we'll have fun with that. We'll just kind of go through it and see whether or not uh, who's, who's going to get the most right or actually the bet is who gets the most wrong has to buy lunch. Right. That's yeah. how we're going to do it. All right, we got Danny up. Let's get Danny on XL Primetime. Danny, how are you, man? Hey, guys. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, or good afternoon. I'm sorry. How y'all doing today? Uh, we're doing great, man. Uh, you're fired up for the Super Bowl. Who do you like, Chiefs or Niners? You know what? I say Chiefs. I mean, I, I I was a Cowboys fan all my life. There's no way in the world I could pull for the Niners. Niners, they broke my heart in the 80s. All right, that makes sense. I'm totally with you. All right, listen, three prop bets, including a Swifty. You got to get two of the three to go in the drawing to possibly win some prizes. You good on that? Okay. All right, the yes, highest, highest scoring half, Danny. Will it be the first or the second? Second. All right, second. You're thinking there's going to be some comeback points. Uh, that will be on the line. All right. Now, since you said you can't root for the Niners, will the Chiefs score on their first offensive possession? I say yes. Okay. Danny says yes. And then let's get to the Swifty prop bet action uh, because we got a pile of these. All right. So we already asked the Romo question. All right. here's, Here's one that I like. And this is straight out of the Omaha Peyton Manning library. Will Swift be said by either team during a play call? Uh, no. All right, Danny says no, because I kind of like I kind of like the possibility of Andy Reid. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Peyton Manning guy because I'm a Tennessee volunteer. Oh, so. I thought you were going to say you're a Swifty. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what, though? I, I don't understand the hate for the poor girl. Listen, she's a billionaire and she's cute. Yeah. She, I, I, I don't blame him at all. She's creative, talented, and she's made some bank. Uh, you are correct, sir. All right, Danny, good luck. You are in the drawing, okay? Stay on the line for me. Yeah, stay on the line. Yeah, hang on. All right, so uh, he says no, but I could just see it. Like, Leon, can you call a play like you're under center, like go back in time? Can you think of a play right now and just insert swift? Into like like when you're Swift. at Swift, yeah, like you're. In other words, you're like and, and green forty two, a Swift. Like, can you really? do it right now? Mm. No, that that'll be hard. I want you to play yeah, quarterback. As, you want, oh, you want to play quarterback? Yeah. Uh, you want to allow him to play quarterback? Yeah, yeah. Really? Okay. Just let me give see. me one big call. One good play, play. <clears throat> and work Swift in. Okay. Uh, in the huddle, for I'm going to huddle first. Okay. All right, we're going to run on um, jet uh, twenty six Swift toss crack. On three. All right. I knew he was going to get swift. You love Dolls Crack. Dolls Crack. I love that. Was, I, I always pulled on that. Yeah. I always pulled on that. Uh, all right. Beautiful. That yeah. works. All right. So we'll put ours together. JJ's got a handful of others. The prop bet window is open. So 641-1010. He will get a couple of them in with you as well. And we'll try and do it in the 2 o'clock hour as well. Uh, this line, it's hovering. It's two points right now, at least where I'm seeing it, right? Two points, my bookie. Yeah, uh, yeah. checking it right now. Yeah. Last I checked, it was two, and it is still at two. Okay, all right. And so I don't 
quite know what's going to happen the closer we get to this game, the closer to kickoff, what is going to happen that might sway this one way or the other. The total has been basically staying pretty much the same. It hasn't moved too much. Uh, And so I'm just wondering what they're seeing, what they like, what's making – like. You made a prediction earlier. We're going to do – I guess mm-hmm. we're going to do some sort of uh, – I, I, I guess our score will be prop bet picks tomorrow. But you're leaning Niners. I'm leaning Niners. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I'm leaning Niners because, quite frankly, I'm, I'm sick and tired of Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. He has the Brady effect on me right now. All right. And this will probably be the last time. Yeah. And I said the same thing about Tom Brady. You know what? I'm tired of Tom Brady. Tired of Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And then he wins it. I was like, I'm never betting against him again. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going down this road one more time. Yeah. I'm going down this You're road. You're going to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I'm betting against him again. I, I Look, I can't help it. Uh, I, and I, it's, it's not hate. No, it's not hate at all. I mean, I, I appreciate his greatness. The people that hate the, the guys like Tom Brady that win all the time, man, I just have a fond appreciation of how great he is. I'm just tired of seeing him. I think mm-hmm. the Taylor effect, Taylor Swift has an effect on me, too. Yeah, maybe. And, and by, yeah, that's just by association. Know, yeah. It's not even his girlfriend. Maybe even all the commercials, too. Yeah, you start adding up the number yeah. of commercials that you see a Kelsey, yeah. or Mahomes, a Mahomes, an Andy. Andy. They're everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It'd be nice. Andy and, Reid, by yeah. the way, terrible actor. Yeah. He's not uh, very good. He is. He said he so, had fun, though. No, he's sure. a, he's yeah, a sure. method he actor. Give, <laughs> give him a break. What's the method? Crappy. Uh, boring. That's <laughs> the method. He's well, just, like, how many times did they have to do that just, one take where someone's taking his fries? At I mean, the diner. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, it's Come classic. on, now. He's Fat Santa. Let him, yeah. let him live. All right. Uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, we'll have a little perfecto question coming up, Super Bowl related, uh, as we go along today. But you guys can hit the text line. Let us know who you like in this one. And then what's it going to take for Fred to get in the hall? We've got some of the responses from the noon hour that we will get into xl primetime golf club of southampton wednesday don't forget 287 play it's not really wednesday it's a golf club of southampton thursday grilling up lunch with leon and the sausage dudes sausage with a purpose on 1010xl dare i say this is some of the most nuanced rhetoric not even rhetoric. I was going to say discourse, yes. Yeah. Nuanced discourse that I have seen on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures regarding Taylor Swift during the two-week lead up to the Super Bowl. Are you boys ready for this? Please. People don't hate Swift. They hate people saying she's cute. She's a talented genius who accountability influences the consciousness of others. Not hot. <laughs> this is from 910. Ta- Taylor- All that to say she's not, not hot. Exactly. <laughs> Taylor's fine. Y'all are forgetting it's Brittany Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes that are the annoying part. <laughs> Which Brittany- I heard Brittany Mahomes is going to be in the new swimsuit issue. No, she isn't. Yes, she is. Ooh. Is there such a thing as a, as a swimsuit I, issue Is anymore? it the last one? Yeah. I don't know. See, yeah. like, I, I'll give her this. Like, she's been around since before he was famous, but. She's got a great bod. His dad played Major League Baseball. Yeah. Well, we had an idea who he was going to become at a young age, or at least she did, and she hitched her wagon to him. Oh, stop! Look at her now! Look at her now. Yeah. Oh, I, I have one hater. thing to say about that. She did. <laughs> yeah. No, but listen, that's why I like. Cat fight. I can't get mad about it because she, like, you Seinfeld know, they started books. dating in like sixth grade or whatever. So, like, hey, listen, it worked out for her. Yes. I'm happy for her. Sometimes it goes and stays that way. Sometimes it goes and they go away. Right. Remember Elaine, like, the, the, the straight arm Elaine woman. That's what she got. To fight with. <laughs> he's uh, like woof and he's like that's that's a dog speaking of marriage off the text yeah. line uh married 45 years and oh, we congrats. sleep in separate rooms and we both love it see 
Yeah, but there might be something else going on there. Well, let me just say something. <laughs> no, that's, that's say, actually like a, a dude, common Dude, my dad thing, used to yeah. sleep on the couch a lot. Uh, Captain Norm, uh, one, of my, one of my best buds, uh, he is, I'm telling you, we would take the kids camping, right? and he would wake you up from his tent and, or trailer. Okay, I mean, this guy is an snore. unbelievable snore. <laughs> and so Norm happily sleeps in another room, and Pam happier uh that he sleeps in another room same so, thing with my household yeah, yeah. my dad right. like they've tried everything like he's tried the machines the masks he's mm-hmm. tried the mask like i mean I, I i obviously my bedroom was on the other side of our childhood home oh yeah you hear it man I you was hear loud. it and so my mom has reached a point now since we're all mostly out of the house that she's just like there's some days she's like no nope. Not dealing with You're that. You're in the garage. I, I, I know she leaves. She goes to my old room because she's like, I need a good night's sleep tonight. See ya. <laughs> well, my dad know, used to, when I was young, my dad used to snore so loud. We we would sleep upstairs, me and my brothers, and he was downstairs. You were obviously sleeping on the ground. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> upstairs is just no way. Upstairs is downstairs in the poor house. But he would, the way he would snore, honestly, we thought he was calling us. Yeah. So like in the middle of the night, we'd be like, is, is he calling us? Son. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he's an old Navy Scary. guy, and when he calls you, boom, you go. It's not no, no, no matter the time. Does no. he talk in his sleep? No, but the okay. way he snored, you're yeah. – wait, wait, did he I just say it. Matthew? Yeah. Did well, you guys ever take could, the sleeping drugs? No. Okay, they'll make you sleepwalk. No. Yeah, well, my I, dad sleepwalks. Well, so maybe I remember, it was all by I remember when I was young, I used to come up to my mom and tell my mom, hey, mom, I can't sleep because dad's snoring too hard. She said – Baby, that's a working man. She said, you got something on these lights, these food, these bills. Oh, then you can snore as much loud as you want. Are you sleeping No, what I'm saying is my mama set me straight. She said, that's a working man. I love she that. Said, she backed she her said, until you come up with some money on these lights, these phones, these bills, then she said, you can snore as loud as you want. You know what? I'm not sure which story I like better, that one or Black Santa. Oh, yeah. Because those are both the classic stories of all time. And what he said to Jimmy. That one's a good one, too. My mom's a truth teller. But I thought Jimmy Johnson, yeah. At first, I thought mom was going to tell you, you think it's loud to you, you ought to hear it where I'm sitting. No, no. My mom said, that's a worker, man. She said, you come up with something on these lights. Oh, I love that. You know, I used to never get that as a kid. awesome. My mom would always be like, I got... Your dad's back over y'all. Mm-hmm. Like I'll always be with my husband over my kids, and wow. I never understood that. Right, right. But now I do. Yeah. I totally get it. No, mm-hmm. I lost some of those battles. Okay? <laughs> I'll just tell you that mm-hmm. she was on the kids' side. <laughs> yeah, you lose some battles, <laughs> yeah. but you win the war at the end of the That's day. That's true. That's I know true. Joe mm-hmm. has a perfecto, but yeah. quick getting back to the Super Bowl, um, and then we'll stay with the perfecto for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I got some numbers for you boys. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. What do you think currently? This is as of 11.30 this morning. The lowest priced get-in-the-building seats are for this Sunday Super Bowl, including taxes and fees. Get in the building. Yeah. Just to get in the building. 8000 Gee. Leon? What's that? What do you think the, the price is just to get in the get building? In the, into the stadium? Yes. My God. Like cheapest seat. Cheapest seat for the Super Bowl? Hmm. 30 grand? 30 six, grand? Six, no, I'm say 16 grand. 16 grand. I think uh, it's less. I'm so I think I thought the price was dropping in terms. It is. Of, mm. Yeah, I'm it's gonna dropped go, over a thousand dollars in a yeah, week. I'm gonna go four. Four, JJ. I'll go three point nine. Let's ring up a yes, sir, for Matt Hayes. Almost yeah. right on the number. Right. Eight thousand one hundred and ninety-five dollars. Ah. Not bad. And for. Uh, 
I thought. Thank God we have one more year. For, <laughs> thank God we need, we actually need to get him <laughs> Maybe back not on. A full we year, need to get man. him on mm. XL Primetime. Have a call in. JJ, need, how dare Trent you? Trent Bulky, we need man. you to draft Bo Limmer so that we can have Sam on again and talk Arkansas. I'll get him on even then. Yeah, even now he's our friend. Um, the lowest price seats last year to get in five thousand nine hundred and ninety-two dollars. And so for the sake of the exercise, what it's do you just, think the most? Just, oh, go ahead, John. It's just insane that just to get in. Yeah. yeah, that's just for standing room only. Well, you know, as a former player, you you get two tickets you can purchase for every Super Bowl. Yeah. I think the tickets are like maybe twelve grand a piece, twelve mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Are you ready for what the most expensive? So right now, mm. the top price seat that's still available. Any guesses? Well, we did the suite the other day. It was two point one million <laughs> for twenty tickets. That's it. Not yeah. bad. Any guesses? This is a top price seat that's available. Top price seat. Yes. Where y'all line? We talking fifty? Doesn't say. Doesn't say. Yes, uh, one hundred eighty thousand. The most expensive Jesus. available Jesus. seat. Two hundred seventy-five thousand. Uh, yeah, for one seat to the Super Bowl. <laughs> There's no way. It's outrageous. <laughs> Thirty grand. JJ. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go fifty grand. Joe. Uh, what did I? Whatever I just said a minute ago. One hundred eighty-five. We can yes, sir, Leon. Yeah. Uh, closest to the pin, thirty-seven thousand six hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> Smash stupid little Lambo price. <laughs> well, I thought it was like in the actual, you know, suite. So, thirty-seven grand for a seat. Okay, all right. Pretty good deal. <laughs> Sounds like a deal to me. One of the nooners says SeatGeek has a seat for seventy-nine hundred dollars, one ticket with fees. Hmm. So maybe it's dropping even further. Yeah, mm. I, I I read where just the regular ticket was dropping, but those suites yeah. were through the roof. Yeah. I mean, I, I, when I was in the league, I, I went to at least four or five. I never went to the games, though. Mm-hmm. All the all the festivities, the week Radio before. Radio Row. Oh, all the festivities uh, the week before Just the, the game. Just Super Bowl parties. All oh, the Super yeah. Bowl parties, the, the the different events and stuff. Oh, that was it. I mean, I watched the game at a bar somewhere mm-hmm. yeah. in the city. Well, the, the, the classic is most of the athletes that do have those, they, mm-hmm. they get there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, and they're True. like Saturday Jetting yeah, out, there you wheels go. up, gone yeah. uh, before the game ever starts. All right, uh, let's go uh, from the Atlantic to the Pacific. Oh, all right, beautiful Mexican lager found in Baja, imported by surfers for those who live life anchors up. I'm just trying to surround you with Super Bowl stuff, and so. These not necessarily the hardest or easiest to get, but just pointing it to the Super Bowl. So we had Baltimore going into last week's game, first or excuse me, uh, the championship Sunday. First team in NFL history to lead the league in scoring, defense, takeaways, and sacks. That's how good they were, and yet they couldn't get the job done. So the Chiefs have now distinguished themselves after beating Baltimore. They held every single team they played in the regular season under 28 points. Now, we know how scoring is in today's NFL. First team to hold every team they played under 28 points, including your Jaguars, who scored nine. Um, The first team since who to do that? I need the team and get within two years of the year. Broncos, 20. That Broncos team was pretty special. Ravens 2000, although by the way he said it, it was in two years. I feel like it's got to be the Patriots then. Well, I'm just giving you a little gray area. I'm so, going to say Broncos it's, it's 20, hard to name the year right away. 14, 
Okay. I'm going to say the Ravens in 2000. The Ravens beat Harbaugh's in the – that was uh, 2014? 2013. 13. I'm going to say Ravens 13. Mm-hmm. All right, so you guys all have good guesses. JJ? Uh, I like Leon's Broncos pick. Mm-hmm. Because that was a dominant defense. And yeah, Brady was – I mean, Peyton was terrible that year. Obviously. Yeah, Chiefs right. are the first team to hold every team they played in the regular season under 28 points since 2011. Mm-hmm. And it was the San Francisco 49ers. So we'll find out. Both of these teams have really good defenses. And if you go back to that time, uh, they were pretty good on that side of the ball. And now they gotta they gotta figure out if they can do it again. 28 points. If you if if that firepower gets rolling, and that includes Brock Purdy, just operate and dealing, good protection. Uh Trent Williams and company all up front doing their deal. They could easily get over 28 points. Now this is a really good Chiefs defense. And I'm kind of stuck on this total because one of our prop bets is total touchdowns five and a half, field goals three and a half is basically where the over under is. What's the total right now? Forty seven and a half, I believe. Yeah, let me Does that sound up. right? And yeah. So I'm like, twenty eight points. Uh, is anyone going to get to twenty eight points? No, I'm going under. You don't think so? Forty seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah, forty seven and a half. Yeah. yeah. And so it's been stuck right there. Yeah. I don't know. San Francisco got San Francisco's got the firepower to do it. Yeah, they do. City. But they here's the thing. Easily see 27-20 happening. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Here's the thing, oh, yeah. though. With yeah, you're right. San That'll be right on the number. What happens when they fall behind? We've mm-hmm. seen them come from behind in two games over the last three weeks. And have to really charge. But that's the first time that they've been down two scores at a half under Kyle Shanahan and have found their way back. Yeah. And, and, and heck, and like, the Chiefs you know, aren't blowing a 17-point lead. Mm, it's not happening. Well, the, we've seen teams do it. The Chiefs were down by double digits to the 49ers the last time these two teams played, and they scored 21 points in the fourth quarter and beat them. But that was the Chiefs because they have 15. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they they had more firepower, but I'm just saying both of these teams, uh, come on, you know the the 49ers are just as capable of of just ripping off those big scores. No, I I don't doubt the idea that they can go on a a roll scoring. Yeah. But at some point, Mahomes is going to say, all right, this nonsense stops right now. Mm-hmm. We're going down the field. We're scoring. This thing's mm-hmm. over. Yeah, he, he's been so effective, uh, that's for sure, especially against the spread and against teams that he was an underdog against. They just keep coming up with ways to win. That's for sure. A quick golf update. Uh, yes, we have one in the 1 o'clock hour, and then we'll hear from Lee Smith, the first-year executive director of the players, in the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, the Waste Management Open in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Last year, paired with the Super Bowl in Phoenix, such a party. Great weather. We talked about it yesterday, the crazy rain they've been getting that has drifted over from California. I just watched Max Homa in probably – he's above ankle, above his ankle, water deep, in a puddle, and have to hit a golf shot. Are you kidding? Look at this. In the desert? Look at this. Like, Uh, this this is is insane. This is Tour Live? Yes. Yeah. Pants rolled up. Pants all rolled up. Shoes – took his shoes off. That is wild. The ball is balanced on the water. How can he not get relief? Like, come yeah. on. This is, like, absurd. Well, you know, it's into the penalty area. You can get relief. You take a drop, it's a penalty stroke. And Jordan so, Spieth has a woolen cap on. Like, I thought Phoenix was supposed to be warm this time of year. Yeah, and a desert. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, which, speaking of Jordan Spieth, he's currently tied for third behind Shane Lowry and Sahith Tagala, who leads the way. They are both tied at four under. And I, I don't want to speculate, but, J.J., some X-Files music if we can. We had Lee Smith in studio on the Frangie show yesterday. He was asked about Tiger, the, the announcement he's going to play Riviera next week, but he wants to play once a month. 
we're, we're feeling, he says. Here's the exact quote. Based on his previous words, I think there's some excitement that, quote, playing once a month could mean coming here. The PGA Tour official account commented on that post on 1010XL's Instagram with the googly eye mm-hmm. yeah. emoji. That's what I pointed out yesterday. If you're going off of a month, once a month calendar, that's the one that makes the most sense. Everyone says, uh, does he love this golf course? Well, he may not love where 17 is situated, but he's hoisted the, that crystal twice uh, in one and 13. So, how, how close have you, I mean, you can't measure it. We don't have a tape measure, but how close have you been mm-hmm. to seeing Tiger? I mean, because he's, I mean, as far as the Pantheon, the guys I wish I could see, like Ali is probably the greatest. I never got a chance to see Ali. Yeah. yeah. I've been I, within 10 feet, feet of him. Yeah, I've been within six feet of him. Six feet of Tiger? Well, yeah. I, what actually, about you, Joe? I stu- I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Closer I've got. than that, actually. When he okay. came here to, you, I think you were with me that day when yeah. he played in the U.S. Amateur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he won it at the yeah, stadium FTBC, course. Yeah, yeah, we were, I mean, like literally right next to him. So, well, all, my, my so best all you is, stalkers need to find a way to get me closer to the Tiger. Yeah. How about that? My best is... That, you can just walk your ass right out to the I ropes, just, I'm, I, man. I, I don't. I, listen, You're Leon Searcy. Okay. Yeah, that, that means nothing. You don't think he'll look at you and go, Big Searce. Has no idea who I am. Dap yeah. you up. Has I no don't idea believe he won't. Nah, he won't. The biggest yeah. tragedy for me, Leon, to <laughs> that question is in 2019, I was inside the ropes. I filmed Tiger's whole round on mm-hmm. Saturday. The players actually made a mural on the side of the fan shop in 2020, and you can see me next to Tiger. No. Except then the 2020 tournament got canceled, so not enough people got to see the mural, and then it got taken yeah. down forever. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, Ali's probably the biggest sports figure oh, I yeah. never got a chance to see, yeah. all right? I seen Sugar Ray Leonard, some of the greats. Never seen – so Tiger, Jordan, mm-hmm. Kobe's past, so can't say I've, – yeah. I've shook – I've taken pictures next to Shaq. So, I mean, there's only a few guys that I'd be like in awe. And well, I was like, two okay, of the, so Tiger's one of them. Two of the coolest ones for me is yeah. that being – at a Super Bowl, out of the blue, Muhammad Ali rolls mm-hmm. into a hospitality room where we are all situated, okay? Okay. Bring him in. He sits down, and he basically tells us all to come a little closer. And we came and sat down. This is when he had been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. And he just talked softly and told us stories for a good five or ten minutes. It was awesome. And then the other one with Tiger, mm-hmm. if you look at the, you know, up in the sports lounge, it's just me and Tiger. I'm interviewing him one-on-one because the guy who was supposed to do it, it was a Monday finish. He had bought a ticket on a cruise, and his wife said, we are getting divorced if you do not get on this cruise. And so I was the one interviewing him. So that was the lucky one for me. He took the cruise? Yeah. Wow. yeah. He did take the cruise. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He ain't married to her That's anymore. Crazy. But he right did there. take that cruise. <laughs> but I, I got my one-on-one with Tiger Woods, so I was pretty yeah. happy about that. Yeah. All right, well, we will talk the players coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. Also recruiting with our man Justin Barney uh, as we wrap up one of the days that was big uh, many moons ago but really wasn't so much uh, yesterday. It's called National Signing Day. Have you ever heard of it? This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Beautiful day. 15 minutes in front of the 2 o'clock hour, XL Primetime. Thanks for hanging out with us. You find us on YouTube. You find us on the old radio dial, 1010XL or 925FM, on Alexa, streaming, whatever it might be. We appreciate it, that's for sure. Now, we are not dipped in mayonnaise. We are just hanging out. Uh, But they did bring out uh, some of the, uh, I guess you call it the the lunch meats. The the, cold cuts. The cold Cold cuts cuts. uh, from Dailies. Mm. (laughs) But I told Michelle, I said, put that mayo away. 
put that mayo away. Three because they were, of mayo. They were slinging lettuce and tomatoes and lunch meat. Uh, Dan Hickens way earlier today. The Facebook Live video is archived on our Facebook page. If you would like to watch yeah. it, ET also posted a snippet on our Instagram, Twitter, and so you, a couple others. Too. Yeah, so you can go look at it. And it's check not it out. suitable for work. Yeah, it's probably not. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so uh, just uh, just check it out. Just check it out. All right, now Nick Saban, the great Nick Saban, the goat of college football coaches. Will he be good on College Game Day? He's going to be uh, great on it. Just, oh my Say gosh, that a little yes. louder, J.J. LaSalva. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to be awesome. Yes, guys. yes. I, yeah. I mean, I haven't really cared about that show in a long time, but that's a reason for me to watch. Well, I, I, I like Pat McAfee on there. I enjoy it. I forgot it. he was on there. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I pretty much like most of the guys. I like watching college game day. I don't lock in. I go back and forth. SEC Nation, uh, Big Noon, all that stuff. But Safe will be good, I think. But if Saban, well, Saban's going to be on the show, could this be the end of Lee Corso? I, know. A, I think it's a transition period. That's what Leon and I. And I've, listen, about. I've always enjoyed Lee Corso. I, I've met him a couple of times great. in Orlando. Yeah. You know, early on in my career, great guy. You know, he's he's done wonders for college football, but he's kind of a staple. Well, the sad part of it is that when he did have a stroke, it did affect mm-hmm. his speech, and, True. and they True. had to limit everything. And so it's just sad that you knew there was going to be that time that they were going to mm-hmm. you know, basically have to. Take him off the set, and they have limited uh, times where he's on the set now. But Nick Nick's going to be the next guy. And well, Saban will don, the headgear now. Yeah, uh, yeah in that's place not going to happen. That's that no, not, that's not, not going to happen. And that's the thing, though, JJ. I'm glad you brought the headgear up. Like that's where this notion of Pat McAfee's only got one more year on his deal, and he was trying to obviously bargain from barter for more money, which I don't blame him. That's a good you know tactic mm-hmm. by tweeting it out like. Some of you may not like me. I only have one more year. I haven't decided yet. The money's still being decided, which is like just good practice on his part in terms of negotiating. But you have the successor to Lee Corso. He's right there in McAfee. The zany, let me put a headpiece on, let me yell, let me scream yeah. and rile up the audience. He's right there. And I think that moment needs to be seized by ESPN. And then you couple that with having the voice of, into you know the the in between the X's and O's and the in between the lines of the field and Saban mm-hmm. and this is the golden opportunity to say to Lee, hey, if there's ever a way to you know do a swan song, do a retirement tour, it's this. Yeah. Well, you listen. I can tell you when I became a Pat McAfee fan. It was during the SEC championship game. He had the Georgia fans send their fight song, and he he started the fight song, and they went toe to toe with the fight song, and then at the end he said "Roll Tide." That was a <laughs> thing of. Beauty when he picked Alabama. You gotta love it. I love that. Yeah. Part. Absolutely. It, 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 uh, I don't think he's long for ESPN. Yeah. Really? He's, well, they've had all these little on air spots. Going at the and, president of ESPN like publicly on yeah. social media. But he loves and, game day. Yeah. Like I think yeah, he's perfect for game day. I do too, but I don't think he's long for that. They're not the same philosophy. Well, it's it's funny when when you do a show, which is what he originally did, he's ungoverned, not, right? He's right. not corporate. Unencumbered. Is what you're saying? Uh, he's not corporate. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Matt. Sorry, Joe. Okay. He had no bosses, uh, had no rivals, and then when they bring him in, they pay him all those bucks, and then they tell him what to mm-hmm. do. Uh, then yeah. he's like, well, wait a minute. I'm, you brought me in to do it my way. Well, no. But if I'm ESPN, it's like, I'm paying you. We are paying yeah, you Yeah, I get to tell you what yeah, to do. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it may not be uh, a good marriage. Well, the here's end. the thing. I, I, I want to be – listen, I'm going to be Nick Saber's agent, all right? Whatever <laughs> – Urban Meyer makes. I'm just saying, whatever Urban Meyer makes, I get two million more. Yeah, I, w- I would. I wouldn't doubt it because Nick's it. worth at least two million more. At yeah. least I don't. I don't care what Urban Meyer's making. F Fox, what do you think he's making, Joe? I mean, Matt, five, five. Yeah. Are no, you serious? I don't, no, oh, I do. 
five million. That's a lot of money. That's though. a lot of money. I, 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 I don't do think believe Nick that. will make five million. Yeah. Huh? I'm no, just telling you, that's I, what I believe. I think he makes probably a million. Yeah. Who? Herb. Herb, a million? A million, yeah. Herb's not taking a million for anything. No. Are you kidding? I'm just saying. That's Herb. Uh, not when we're talking about what these kids are making in NIL. <laughs> He's not making five million. No way. Yeah. Well, about, I mean, he might. What about be, two? Knows? What about two? He's making two, two and a half, yeah, one and a half. Might be. I don't. Okay, two million at Fox. So I mean, that that means Nick's Nick Nick's get Nick gets at least three point five. Dude, it's rumored that he makes seven million at Fox. Yeah, he's making. I know he's making. Herb? It was rumored five. he was making $10 million. Million yeah. here, which wasn't accurate. I mean, this is those internet websites. They're mm-hmm. not exactly official, but. That's outrageous. Uh, I will say this. It's it's a better show than the ESPN show by a country. They mile. have Tom really? Rinaldi oh, now. Gosh, way Don't better. they? And they have uh, the yeah. bear, too. As if that's going to get you to change the channel. <laughs> yeah, I like a good try on a Saturday <laughs> well, morning They job. do have Tom Rinaldi. They have the bear. It's just they're, they're, it's they're better. They're just way <laughs> yeah. better. Everything they do is better. It's more football. Well, that's just your it's, opinion, it, man. That's yeah. just like you know your opinion, man. It's it's because football. It's I, not really like whatever they do on that other show. Yeah, see, I they kick field goals. I like I like college. They give game away, day. give they give away. I did too, but it's gone, it's gone from being a fun show to being just. Don't you know, act like Tom Rinaldi is football. Yeah. So what no, 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 no. Don't tell me you don't miss tr- – you cry with Tom Rinaldi. No, that's what I'm saying. I did not need <laughs> I did not need a cathartic moment. But you did cry at a lot of those. No, i I tell I you who I missed. It. I, I made Taylor Dahl on, watch I one. It, I made Taylor Dahl watch one this morning and we both <laughs> cried. So. Right. See, I don't believe you, Joe. Uh, no, you no, didn't I, say you didn't. I don't believe you. I'll, I'll put you this way. <laughs> I'm me, just going to – I'm going to admit something, okay? Every once in a while, I will DVR that bad boy, and if it does come up to the crying story – Fastball. Exactly. Yeah. You don't believe it. I need I, like I need a little cry. extra leg room in my DVR. I, I just go right past it. The Tom Rinaldi cry is what got me into this industry. I actually shared that story with Taylor and Stephen Griffin this morning. The, the exact well, story too. What's the cry? I, I'm I'm missing it. Just okay. The every every story. Does all these human of college game okay. day. Yeah. So there's every, like a sick every week kid he would or do a, he would, a parent a, that died or yeah, whatever. Yeah. He would call. He would do like a human interest story of yeah, typically a tearjerker, really? where someone. Someone's sister died or has cancer, you know, one, a tragic thing, right? Or it could be uplifting. And like the It one. could be uplifting Never. as well, right. right. Never. But, mm. but he, well, there were times. There were times. But they were always like the point where you were like, oh, you get sad before football? So yeah. depressed. Wow. I don't need a good cry. <laughs> but I then don't. it makes you want to root for them. Yeah. yeah. It okay. changes I your perspective you. just saying. by nature of great journalism. It's always like, this is the second string long snapper for North Dakota State. And his sister's going through something. Well, that's not that's true. next, honey. No, 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 no. Are you ready? Typically, big players. I can quote for you the one we watched this morning. Um, which this is a teaser for this week's Guggen Hoops. Which, if you haven't watched it yet, tomorrow is a tearjerker of a Guggen Hoops episode. Yes, I said that. That you're mm-hmm. going to want to watch. Um, and it's actually similar to the Rinaldi story that he did. He had been doing the My Wish series. Do you guys remember that on yeah, ESPN remember, where they yeah. had to make a wish? But then, because there was such traction, ESPN was like, let's let Tom do more stories like this. And the first one he did was about Jason McElwain, the student manager at Greece Athena High School up in Rochester, New York, who was autistic. But he was asked if he would want to play on senior night. And it starts off, JJ. I have it memorized because this was the oh mo- this God. was the moment that little like ten year old. This goodness. is the moment little ten year old Mia was like, I'm I want to do that for I the didn't rest know this of my was life. A setup for this. All we, all any of us want in life, is a shot. Jason McElwain got that shot, and he made it, or mm-hmm. something. It's, mm. it's, but it's uh, the, the opening line is oh, all yeah. we want is a shot, and there's like lighting, and it's silhouetted, and it's just a, a the ball goes through the hoop. It's like JJ lost both his legs in a mining accident, 
and now a his older brother is playing for accident. him. <laughs> I, a mi- like, I have no idea how you got that. Isn't there still miners somewhere, like in West sure Virginia yes, or something? Of Shot off a stick of dynamite yeah. and then some rocks came Stuff happens in the down. mines, bro. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, see, you, someone you on the text think- line remembers the J-Max story, too, <laughs> yeah. see? Uh, look, I, like well, I said, those miners, man. Those good he's a, last time I cried watching ESPN was actually the 30 for 30 about the basketball player at Boston College. Oh, yeah. And he played for the Celtics, and he was like a bad drug addict. Oh, yeah. He was something, That dude. Chris Herron? Chris yeah. Herron, yeah. Dude. It was, that one got me bad. That 30 for 30 is one of the worst. Yeah. He said that he would, he would walk, walk like 35 miles. To buy drugs Dude. and go back. It was One just... time it, before a game, mm-hmm. he was in his Celtics jersey out back of the yeah. arena yeah. buying trying, heroin. Trying yeah. to get heroin, yeah. yeah. It, it's a, it was one of the uniform. early ones. One of the early ones they did, and it was crazy. Sports really Illustrated was. may not be the same, but don't tell me good journalism is dead because Tom Rinaldi is still doing stories Absolutely. like this. Jen Lotta does a pretty good job, though, on game day. I think her and Woj mm. have done an okay job. In yeah, Rinaldi's Woj got bounced, which I was bummed about that. Yeah. So. I liked him. All right, Big Sirs, uh, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Got it. Players grow Mandarin tomorrow. Sounds good. All right, he's out. He's out. We head into the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, we will definitely stay on the Super Bowl. We got the prop bet window that will be open coming up in just a bit. You guys can play for some prizes there, uh, and we'll get back to some of the thoughts going into the Super Bowl. It's XL Primetime. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So earlier this morning, the Florida State Board of Trustees filed a motion to dismiss the lawsuit the ACC filed against Florida State in Mecklenburg County, North Carolina. Now again, this is the key. There's lawsuits pending in both states. Right. The state of Florida and the state of North Carolina. Yes. If they can get the lawsuit in the state of Florida and not in North Carolina, they're going to win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they got to get it out of North Carolina. So in and the when motion, you say Florida win, State, that means they can break and they they can break the grant of rights and yep. get out of the ACC. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost them, but they can break they can break it. Um, in the motion, Florida State argues the ACC lawsuit is quote fundamentally flawed and an improper attempt at quote procedural fencing. They cited race to the courthouse to file suit against Florida State first. It's fair to secure two thirds member vote required by the league constitution to initiate a lawsuit. And a failure to show the Florida State Board board approved the grant of rights as required by Florida law, among mm-hmm. multiple reasons. But again, that's as required by Florida law going into a Mecklenburg County, North Carolina right. courtroom. So, hey, look, uh, in the world of Harvey Specter, which is the world that I live in when it comes to law, uh, like you just said, one suit gets filed or one counter suit gets filed then you can expect another action on the other side. And this is what this is the whole dragging out of our legal system. We're, we're used to it. Of course it is. It doesn't and that's really matter. What, the next thing I was going to say, if the, if the court does not dismiss the lawsuit, Florida State has asked the Mecklenburg court right. to issue a stay on the ACC suit in favor of the lawsuit it filed against the ACC in Leon County, Florida. It argues, quote, the Florida action is the broader and more comprehensive action, and the ACC should not be entitled to any first filing deference as a result of its improper Forum shopping. Forum shopping, Joe. What is that? I don't know. Uh, I've shopped forums, but I, I didn't know that for this particular thing that they would be doing that. Um, I think it's, it's procedural stuff is what, they're, okay. is what okay. they're looking at. All right. Legalese. Yeah, uh, but, it's, it's, okay, so what's your they, They're saying they didn't have the right to do it. I, I mean, it, who knows? You're talking about two different states right now. Yeah. It's the key to everything, and you have well, no idea how Mecklenburg's going to It's gonna the truth. Whenever you hear that. 
whenever you hear a, a rule on that, I should an say. appellate court, federal court of appeals, in in, in whatever San Francisco, right. or New York versus completely Texas. different, yeah. yeah. And one can rule in one direction, and then you can appeal that, and you only have so many appeals. But anyway, uh, it does become minutia in a lot of ways. But this is the argument that Florida State finds themselves entrenched in, and the ACC knows that if Florida State gets any momentum on their side. out, then they're going to lose others. Yeah. 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 And, and, and look, I, I know that most of our listeners, most of every sports fan's doesn't matter what, you know, whatever sport they're into, they're like, can we just get it out of our courtrooms and get it back on the basketball court and get it back on the football field? But this is big money. And there was a, a big story that was written about the streaming backlash that fan may start to take issue with, with the NFL and with college football. Well, the, the big streaming story you know, in college sports now is ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers have now teamed up to start a new sports streaming site. And, and, and they're going to find another way to get eyeballs but charge people more money yeah, for, well, what they, well they're gonna, for what they enjoyed is over the air and, and free. Yeah, well, the idea is they're going to the, – the new streaming sports pr- system will televise NFL, NBA, college football, Major League Baseball, NHL, all of it mm-hmm. on streaming. They're going to so, try to be the new YouTube TV, basically. You know, like they're going to be like, screw YouTube TV, Fubo TV, all that. Yeah, Just right. come to us. Go. Right. That's exactly we'll what it is. We'll control it, it all. We'll that. price and, it all. You know. And what a, what a huge coincidence, by the way. Huge coincidence that three days earlier, the SEC and the Big Ten just said, you know, we're going to get together and we're going to end our years of Cold War and we're going to work together. Mm-hmm. To yeah. find solution to, to all these problems in college football, it's just weird how it's just a if gigantic they get in bed together, like that. If they get in bed together, you're going to lose. Well, Fox and ESPN are in bed together. What, Think about what, that. That's what I just said. If yes. they're in bed together, you're going to lose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My question is, will my ESPN Plus account just become like does it whatever like, it's called? Whatever I don't know. I'll tell you what it'll I become. It'll it become ESPN Plus Fox. ESPN that's Plus what, Fox. Yeah, that's what it the Fox. Become. There is yeah. a difference. Like Thespian. ESPN Plus is stuff that's not on broadcast ESPN. Like ESPN, oh, yeah, this yeah. new streaming thing is going to be like if you're a cord cutter my age or any age, um, you don't have access to ESPN unless you have cable, unless you right. have YouTube TV. ESPN knows that. ESPN realizes, right. dude, there's a ton of people in their 30s that are cord oh, yeah. cutters and they're. Yeah. Also, not paying for YouTube TV, so whatever we have to get them, you yeah, know, it, and it, so this is their way. I think it's smart. Yeah, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm definitely not disagreeing with that at all because it's the way of the world. And the problem is, is everyone's trying to corral people on their platform or on their subscription service or their stream, and the either the viewer or listener or whatever, the fatigue has taken over. They're like, I'm tired of paying for Hulu. Netflix, Prime, ESPN Plus, Disney, whatever it is, Paramount, on and on and on. And they're like, at some point, and we all know this is going to happen, they're going to find another, whatever they want to call it, cloud stream, whatever, that everything's going to come together. And then someone's going to be the smartest man in the room to figure out how to but do it. Let's call it cable. It's called Comcast. That's what it is. But that's the big loser is Comcast. Yeah. Or DirecTV. No, yeah. they won't lose. They'll figure out a way to do it and put it back on. So you think Comcast is going to do a, their own streaming thing? That is what you're saying. They definitely will. Well, My Comcast question, owns NBC. Yeah. So they NBC already have Universal. Which NBC is on their own little island in this new ESPN right. Fox right. Warner Brothers deal. My question is, 
can ESPN, because of this new streaming service, ensure that over YouTube TV, over terrestrial cable, you won't have those games. You only can get those games. And I'm not talking about those periphery, with all due respect, Bundesliga. JU and UNF. Right, I was going to say, a some men's basketball games. Um, not those. I'm talking about Monday Night Football. Right. Primetime ESPN Division yeah, One the, the, the high major men's basketball and college football. Can they ensure that those games are not over cable and over YouTube TV? You can only get them at the service because obviously NBC's already done that with one playoff game with Peacock. That's my question: Is could they possibly go to a system where if you want your sports, you basically have to buy into this? Yeah, I think ESPN and Fox and them are eventually going to be like, goal. we're that's off YouTube TV. Like we're totally off YouTube TV to catch us. You got to get our products. Probably not right away, but that's probably what they're trying to do in the future. Well, they're becoming what the SEC. Let's make this the ten ten take. We'll just wrap it all together because uh, everything is. It's become, all intertwined. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Now, Josie's ten ten take. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pitmasters since '68. Now, whenever you hear that cue to text in Sonny's, you need to be paying attention. You got a chance to win that big game barbecue. They will have the spread for you. We're talking all those delicious ribs, chicken, pork, turkey, all the sides. So just be listening because you've got a chance to enter your name into the drawing. Uh, the SEC Big Ten Power Play is seismic when it comes to your college football world. We know that it's going to be a big swing from those two commissioners if they can collaborate together, just like we described ESPN and Fox. ESPN and Fox were rivals, right? They wanted you to pay attention to them, and now they're saying, guess what? Let's go arm in arm and let's get them all. And SEC commissioner, Big Ten commissioner, is going arm in arm and saying, let's get them all. So it's high-stakes poker on our football or our sports college platform. And I don't know whether we're going to end up liking it or not, but they're going to figure out how to squeeze every dang dollar out of our pocket. Uh, and that's what it's about. That's what it's all about. That's the 10-10 take. Is they, they want to limit your choices, Matt, and make sure that your eyes are on their product. And that's the actual football, whatever alignment this is, between the SEC and the Big Ten and then – do you enjoy the, let me ask the this. televisions to televise it. Do you enjoy the NFL? Yeah. Okay. College football is going to be the same thing, mm -hmm. just at a different level. Mm -hmm. It'll be the players are going to be paid. Fox and ESPN are going to be just like Fox and CBS now. Yeah. The yeah, there's, there's four They're or five. They're not rivals, but they'll yeah. each show games. Yeah. They'll each have, they'll each, you know, they'll show games and then they'll show playoff games. And then they'll show, you know, they'll rotate the championship. Yeah, it's you'll be, be able it, to find them. It will literally be the same thing as what it's going to be. Okay, but just the shame of it all is, is that there, at the very least, you know, a finite number of teams compete in the National Football League, 32 of them. And in the game of college football, there's 130 there'll be, there'll plus. Be, no, there'll be a finite number very soon. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I yeah. know. I know that, is that they are eliminating the other ones that just. Well, they're not going to eliminate them. They'll be at a different, they'll be at a div different level. They'll still like ESPN's still going to show games. Yeah, of those of those schools, I mean, they just know, won't. You know be what they're the, doing? They're, they they're, won't be at the whatever level you call that. Yeah, but you know what they're doing? They're dwarfing the importance of them. That's what they're doing. They're killing them off. I don't think they're and, killing and, them and, off. They're hey, still gonna, they still for, need content. Fine. Who the hell's going to watch the content if it's not playing for the big prize? You watch it all the time. I won't watch it as much. <laughs> okay, think about it, Matt. Think about what you're saying. Okay. We can go NFL, Super D1, is, which is what I like to call it, and then these guys that are playing for nothing. So you're going to stop watching UCF because they're not part of the 
40 or 50. I don't know. UCF is, an, is, is probably an exception to the rule because my kids went there and they will still watch it. But I'm not watching Vandy, South Carolina or Vandy. Uh, well, we're not doing that now. Yeah. Well, you are because well, they're going to be part of that group. So. Vandy, though, when you yeah. bring Vandy into it. Well, because I'm, I'm using them because they're, they're part of the SEC. But how many Vandy games do you watch outside of Vandy, Florida? No, I, I, Zero. no I'm just using them as a prop here because they were the SEC, which is the big boy. And at some point, they're going to lop them off, too, because you're only going to have the big boys. They are going to lop them off. God, I hope so. Yeah, if all this other stuff is possible, they're lopping them off, too. They're not going to have Vandy competing. And, like, they need field horses. They need also-rans they can beat up on. I'm not seeing that, man. Yeah. Well, again. Isn't the only reason they keep Vandy in the SEC is to be like, hey, we care about school. But if you're totally making something that has nothing to do with academics, what's the point of keeping them around? It's for their graduation rate. It's their academic stand. If if we're like, hey, screw the NCAA, we're starting our own thing, why bring them along? Hey, Mississippi State and Vandy add up to 90 (laughs) percent graduation rate all right all got to go on the mississippi schools every yeah, time yeah. You and Bianchi, it's funnier that way yeah, it's it, it works it works like so when, the sec will now have i think vandy florida texas oklahoma texas a&m that's five aau universities i think i think that's it it's still a head scratcher that a&m is wrong. an aau university it really is i might be wrong whereas the big 10 everybody but nebraska and the only reason nebraska isn't because they were Nebraska. No, no, they were before, but they got pulled out because they something that they did with their the way they use um, land grants and stuff. They wanted it. They wanted a different, more control of it. Huh. And because they wanted more control, it's weird. It's all so they got tiring. poured out of it, or they'd all or all eighteen of the, of the new twenty twenty four Big Ten would be the A's. Well, here's here's one more stat. Just as we wrap this up, the SEC and the Big Ten have twenty of the top twenty five recruiting classes in this last recruiting cycle. And that really honestly tells you all you need to know is that it's big boy football. It's different than yours. We're better than you. You know, all that stuff that you hear. Well, just look at the playoff. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if you do the 12-team playoff, okay, and, and you do it how they want it, all at large, mm-hmm. every everyone but one would have been in, other than Florida State, would have been in an SEC or Big Ten or Big 2024 Ten. lineup. Well, you would have had to include Washington and Oregon. Yeah, they're in the 2024 well, oh, Big so Ten. so now what you're saying, I yeah. got you, I got you. Um, yeah, yeah, that is a new world. Uh, get used to it because it ain't going away. Yeah, ultimately, we're not, again, all that is to be determined is what I always say. You know, I think we've got time to figure those things out. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't see any major overhauls outside of just how we organize that group and how we operate in-house. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. I would like to offer, I don't know, leftover lunch meat in the break room to anyone who can call us and tell us what Billy Napier was talking about. What actual subject line was that on? Offense. I oh, think. By the way, I can tell you this. Win the lunch meet. Right. I think I can it was the National this. Signing Day presser. No, but he was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. like. And Joe actually knows because he exciting. picked out the soundbite. But yes, he was asked about. He says he won't make oh, any overhaul God. changes on the offensive side of the ball. So just unbelievable. Knowing that, hearing that, I can tell you this: multiple different sources told me this. He offered the OC OC QB coach play caller job to Charlie Weiss Jr. And Charlie Weiss Jr. turned him down. 
So he was looking for something, mm-hmm. which he is was definitely out there looking, which okay? is worth pointing out. And and he was talking to other people as well. It just never happened. So you do with that for what you will. Yeah. But okay, you know, he's saying we got a lot of time. You don't have a lot of time. Yeah, is he really like don't. Tom Coughlin, where yeah. Coughlin said, "I'm working with Kyle Shanahan, or I'm working with Tom, Co- Tom or not Tom Coughlin. I'm working with Doug Marone. It's one or the other. Otherwise, I'm out." Was it that sort of situation where I need to work with this guy, or else it's over? Who who are you saying that? Billy yeah. Napier, like he said, "I'm working with Charlie Weiss Jr., no, or I, else I'm doing it myself." Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. No, I think I because I know he's talked to other people too, but I, I I know for a fact he offered Charlie Weiss Jr. Three different people told mm-hmm. me that. So. He just, I, I think he's interested in it, but it's, he can't find someone that not only he likes, but that wants to be part of that. Because look, let's be honest. They go five and seven, they go six and six. He's out. The essence right there. That is it. If you, all right. Hey, Billy calls, you pick up the phone. Hey, I'd like to bring you in and see if we can. They offer him a lot of money too. Okay. And so, so the slow conversation takes place. They bring, they offer him a lot of money. And the first thing, whomever it is, if it's Charlie Weiss Jr., whoever, to your point, your specific point, they are saying, do I want to go there and within 250 days I'm fired? Do I want to take that chance? And every coach has got to be very careful because their resume is the resume, right? I was at Florida for one year. What happened? Well, Billy Staff got blown out. Got blown out and then right. you're having to look for a new gig. And you really may not have even had a chance to showcase your offense or whatever it is in the case of Charlie West Jr. Bottom line is, I I like the fact that you're telling us that Billy did seek other offensive minds out to see if he could get him to come. 100%. But still, the thing that gets you and it gets Gator fan out there is that he's sitting there going, we have time. No, you don't. No, you do not have time. You do not. You you need to be. And and maybe he just said that, again – you know, sometimes coaches say things just to say it, and it's not really what's going on behind the scenes in the building. They, for all we know, they may just be going crazy right now on offense. Mm-hmm. We got to do X, Y, and Z. Let's completely revamp this, that. I don't know if that's the case, but I, I just wish it was more along the lines of. I don't know why he doesn't say things to get like the fan base excited. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Yeah. Why he doesn't do things that would get a fan base that is really unsure of him, really uncertain of what he is and where the program is headed. Right. Why would you not say, look, we know where we're going offensively. We've got a plan. With confidence. We're going to have X, X is, I'm not calling plays anymore. X is going to call the plays. Or I'm not the coordinator. Um, you know, I'm, I'm giving all that stuff over to, to Rob. Rob's going to run the offense. What, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just so they know there's a plan. The idea now that we're in February, heading into the second week of February, and he's saying we got a lot of time. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't have a lot of time because spring starts in three weeks, spring practice, and you would think that you would have the entire system of what you want to run philosophically and schematically set and ready to go from day one to spring because, oh, by the way, guess who needs practice in spring? Yeah, yeah. Your new five-star top three recruit. Not so Jaden Rashada, I, I, the other I mean, guy. I, I don't want. I, I don't get this. You, you and again, they may be set, okay? And he may just be saying that because that's just the way he talks. But man, you do not have a lot of time. Yeah. Billy Napier doesn't have a lot of time. Neither do we. Let's take our next break and then welcome on Lee Smith, the first-year executive director of the Players Championship, coming up next on a golf club of Southampton Thursday, right here on XL Primetime. 
This is XL Primetime, protected by Preferred Roofing on 1010XL. We're having a good time on a Thursday. Golf Club of Southampton bringing you today's show. So talking golf uh, with the Golf Club of Southampton as our sponsor is certainly appropriate. We welcome Lee Smith. He is the new executive director of the players. Lee, welcome in. Now, I know you've already been on the French show. That doesn't count. Yeah, this is right. XL Primetime. Absolutely. Okay. I like so, that. So we welcome you in, and Stewie, Stewie gets to go in the morning and do the drill, but uh, we're going to be hanging out with you on Thursdays, which is the first day of competition in, uh, on the PGA Tour schedule every week, so it'll be fun looking at the leaderboard. But uh, I know you've answered this question a thousand times, but uh, how excited are you to, to man this ship? Because it's a, it's a big ship. Yeah, it, it's uh, super exciting, and I, I think it also – uh, combines with a little bit of nerves, a little bit of anxiety, and and certainly excitement. Uh, all three ramping up. We're, as you mentioned, five weeks uh, from the first round, so yeah. we're uh, we're excited putting all the pieces together that we've prepared for you know year round and ready to go. I mentioned to somebody in the building, oh yeah, Lee's coming in today, and they looked at me and they're like, wait. Who's Lee? Is that a baseball player? And I said, uh, no, actually, he is now taking over for Jared Rice as the executive director of the players. So for those of our nooners, as we like to call them, Lee, our listeners who may not be familiar, kind of walk us through your career path that got you to here. Yeah, I mean, you know, my name often gets confused with the uh, one of the career save leaders, but uh, um, I usually don't. Um, <laughs> The uh, so I've worked for the tour for about 20 years uh, total, and uh, have worked more on our uh, facility side of the business, uh, out uh, club operations. So, uh, actually started at TPC Scottsdale, where the event is uh, this week. worked uh, worked one event out there, and that was plenty. Um, that was a fun, uh, enjoyable time. But moving on was was also a good thing. So then uh, worked at TPC Summerlin in Las Vegas. Lived in Las Vegas for about 10 years. Um, TBC Sugarloaf in Atlanta and actually moved down here uh, last June from Liberty National, was the GM up at Liberty National in, yeah. uh, in Jersey City. Yeah, which is the FedEx Cup playoffs. All right, so so what, what shock are you expecting from this tournament? Like you personally, that you couldn't imagine was like that, that this tournament will be so much different than all the others. Yeah, um, having, having worked for the tour for 20 years and hosted – say 16 or 17 events um, between Shriners and, and Waste Management and, and the Northern Trust up at Liberty National, the, the community and the surrounding area, um, ownership and passion and, and just, you know, pure love for this event yeah, uh, is, is certainly something totally different anywhere. Um, I tell the story of when we first came down looking to rent a house and, and the real estate agent was said once she – said or we told her we um, worked for the PGA Tour and the players she said oh we love the tour and we love the players yeah. and I said oh you play golf and she goes nope never played <laughs> golf in my life but we love the tour and we love yeah. the players and I think that you know speaks volumes to um, you know to the passion and the and the investment that this community has in the event I can you know, say it, this having grown yeah. up in New Jersey I'm yeah. not sure there's a, that sort of Knowledge, let alone oh, admiration, yeah. in uh, in North Jersey. With all due respect to the event up there. No, it, it, you're exactly right. I've used the uh, the the punchline a couple times that having known the communal spirit and kind of neighborly way of of Northeast Florida um, is apparent when you move down here. Um, it's probably even more apparent when you move from New Jersey. Yeah, it's classic. <laughs> it's classic. Now we're talking with Lee Smith. He'll be our regular guest uh, leading up to the players, executive director of the players. We've got a great giveaway uh, that we will have before we end today. we got the Goldman Trophy, which is also on display on YouTube, so you guys can check that out there. And 
just going back to, to every single year we go, we see a lot of the same volunteers. We see a lot of the same people that have been either working side by side with, with the tournament group. And it really is a testament. This is a worldwide stage. Yet this North Florida area with all their thousands of volunteers, they make it seem like it is kind of that, that uh, everyday tournament on the PGA Tour. It, it is. And, and maybe two data points that, that back that up. First, from a, from a global standpoint, is uh, last year's event, there was 51 million hours consumed worldwide of the broadcast. Yeah, that's awesome. so, so a 51 million hour commercial for Northeast Florida, um, uh, Ponte Vedra, all of that is, is, is really awesome. And from a volunteer standpoint, we have about 2,000 volunteers that really um, take, uh, again, passion and ownership in the event. When our um, returning volunteer application went online and went live, we had 800 volunteers fill it out in the first 36 minutes um, to to return to the event. So to, to... you know, for we just we couldn't do it without them. Um, Sixty-six thousand hours um, that they serve the event, um, so it's a it's it's a passion project for them. And and to now that we're we're celebrating our fiftieth anniversary, as you know, this year, and to speak to the volunteers that have a legacy-driven piece of this event from a parent to child to grandchild is is an amazing thing, also. What was your knowledge of Northeast Florida before you moved here? Um, having worked for the tour for as long as, as, as I have, obviously I knew that was, was, was here. Um, but quite frankly, it, it, I'd visited, I'd come to the, I've come to the event four or five times, maybe over mm-hmm. that, that 20 years. Um, our first, uh, I think head professional conference here was in the old clubhouse uh-huh. uh, as compared to, to what the new one is. But as far as the surroundings, it was stay at the Marriott, go to the conference, go back to the Marriott, stay. Um, and so just having been here now eight months, um, went to all the Jags games, you know, had a blast uh, doing that uh, and following them and, and uh, went to a couple shrimp games uh, mm-hmm. this past summer. And uh, it's been enjoyable uh, getting to restaurants and, and just meeting a bunch of people. It's been fantastic so far. I was told – the way of life here is so much better than most places that I've been, and uh, that certainly has uh, exceeded that expectation. Where are we, 34 days right now, 33? We are 35 exactly 35. from first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 35. we're, we're 33, wow. from, 33 from from gates the, open from Military Appreciation Day. Yeah, yeah, nice. All right. Wow, it's crazy. So so you are you, you look at this tournament. You've been to all the other tournaments, um, and every year prior to you coming here, you know, you know what happens with the players. I mean, every you probably come here, we'd ask Jared, "Well, what do you, what, what, what you got on Tiger Woods? Will he or won't he?" So, we see what Tiger's doing now. He's slowly ramping up. What's your gut on Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods. Well, we, since you mentioned Jared, I always like to throw a little barb at Jared. We we share a an office wall, and I I continue to question his intelligence. We're celebrating fifty <laughs> years this year. And he oversaw the 42nd through the 49th. Like, nobody's ever going to remember that. Like, the people are going to remember the 50th. Everybody's remembering the 50th. That's right. right. Hand of the baton. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, No, with with Tiger, certainly his announcement yesterday to to commit to Genesis and his event is is an exciting, you know, is an exciting thing for the PGA Tour. Uh, Certainly to see him out there and move the needle like he does uh, or being the needle like he is – that's certainly an exciting thing for the players' championship. Um, uh, 
you know, we, we want him to play well. We want him to recover properly after each round. Right. Um, you know, those types of things. Um, I think that certainly that him playing there and what comes out of that will, will speak volumes to the, to the opportunity. So you'll know more than him, basically. I think so, yeah. and yeah. and and obviously using his words of wanting to play once a month. Um, you know, there's That's only so. four or five events in March, so it, yeah. you know there's a, a a pretty good opportunity just using his words. Um, but like anything that you prepare for, I mean, we prepare for that. Uh, we prepare for him being here. There's you know a lot of moving parts from security to retail to a lot of those types of things that you need to prepare for. Um, you know, for him being here because he does, you know, create a ton of eyeballs and a ton of interest. Yeah, because if you go, if you just basically look at the calendar and a 30-day window for him to step back onto the PGA Tour is perfect with this event he hosts, the players, which is roughly a month out from Augusta, and then a month away from the PGA, and then on down the line. The other places, he's won at Arnold Palmer a ton, but that comes three weeks after the Genesis. And then the players obviously fits on the calendar perfectly, I hope. But I know the one message you want to let everybody know, no matter whether he's here or not, you're going to have a world-class field. Absolutely. Um, you know, we always talk about and we'll continue to um, pound the gavel about having the strongest field in golf. 144 players uh, from top to bottom. Um, that 144th player will be ranked higher than the 144th player in any other event. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the other day, we were looking at it, and and 95% of our field will be fully exempt uh, on the PGA Tour or on the DP World Tour. And yeah. there's just no other event that can that can speak to that. Speaking of events, a uh, bit of a breaking news, a, a bit of a, a that, if you oh, may, that, as, we, as we like to call it. Get ready for this, Lee. Go yeah. for it. That just happened. Brought to you by... Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The first round of the Waste Management Phoenix Open suspended due to unplayable conditions at 12.32 p.m. Have you seen some of the clips Arg. so far this I, morning coming out of it? I have, and, I'm, and I must say I have a um, – I share a pillow with the uh, uh, lady that uh, does all the on-site retail for the PGA Tour. So actually spoke to her on the way out here. Yeah. Um, and she was talking about how – And you are referring to your wife. Absolutely. Yeah. They, yeah. Had yeah. To, they had to uh, – We had a discussion close. earlier yeah. about whether or not you uh, – How many pillows do you have? Yes. yes. We, we had a pillow yeah. and a, a do you sleep with your significant other discussion earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a lot of pillows. Most yeah. of them get thrown off before we even get in. Um <laughs> But yet she does all the on-site retail, and 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 we've connected a couple of times today that if um, they've had to keep people out of the tent, they've had a fire marshal in there, those types of things, just because it's so busy out there, um, and nobody expects to have rain out in the desert too often. No. So uh, hey, it's, we got one of our guys that's heading out there. I, actually, I can think of three people right now that will be leaving here and going out there, and it stinks because they will pack them in. That's a hundred thousand oh, on site daily and so yeah. i can't i can't imagine i think they've even gone backwards yeah. uh over the years because i mean they got to where i think friday saturday was, oh, was two hundred thousand plus crazy. yeah, yeah. yeah. crazy crazy all right now we're gonna say goodbye to you but we will say hello to you weekly we've got a prize to give away but just one more just as far as the most things to pay attention to theplayers.com for tickets for parking and, and all that yeah i think it's important on on tickets and parking uh like like most events we dynamically price our tickets as as it gets closer so mm-hmm. we always encourage uh the local community to get those early if you have a plan to come get them now because it's the going to be the best price now is always going to be the best price mm-hmm. um parking is separate 
you know, we were talking a little bit. We have our Nocatee shuttles that are complimentary. So if you uh, don't want to be on A1A, we have downtown shuttles uh, from downtown Jacksonville. Um, we have golf cart parking, bicycle parking, all, all of those types of things. So players.com uh, slash tickets is the best way to go. Lee, thank you very much. We will Absolutely. see you next week and the gold, man. Look forward to it. Yeah. Now we've got a giveaway. Man. We've got a great giveaway. Yeah. Uh, military Appreciation Concert Ooh. Tuesday. Well, JJ, go ahead and give Cole them the details. Swindell. Let's yeah. go, JJ. Yeah, I have two tickets to that. Tuesday's practice rounds and concert for the Players' Championship, plus $50 to Top Dog Tavern. Be car number four right now at 641-1010. Over to JU. Head over to Arlington on the campus of the Dolphins. As the Frangie Show is ready to roll, Frank Frangie joins us now. What is up, Frank? How are you, Joe, on this beautiful Thursday? couple days short, handful of days short of a Super Bowl. And you're right. We are here at the uh, the, the River House as we get set for a JU versus Central Arkansas. You know how much I love coming out to these campuses, Joey. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited about a little hoop coming up in just a bit. You know, it's getting to that point where everyone's going to be paying attention to whatever it is, either the conference race of the A-Sun or the bubble or first in, first four in, first four out, all that type of stuff. And there's still plenty of things to play for for both the Dolphins and, and, and the Ospreys. No, you're right, Joe. And I listen, this is the time of year. You said it right. College bas- When we get to February, college basketball teams start paying attention, don't they? And mm-hmm. you're doggone right. Uh, JU's got some work to do, Joe. They're 2-7 and seven in the league. Central Arkansas is 4-5 and five in the league. But JU's a couple games out. The top 10 of, 10 of the 12 teams make it to the uh, t- conference tournament. Right now, JU's not in that. And obviously, they're disappointed. Uh, they do get Bryce Workman back. Gosh, I hope he's back tonight. They've had a tough schedule in the way they drew a lot of road games. So they finished with 5-7 of seven at home, Joe. And the last three at home, and hopefully their best player, Bryce Wortman, gets back. They've also been without Marcus Nyblack, one of their good guards. But 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 nobody cares like all the coaches say, right? Yeah. Uh, you got to get going. So so it's a, a really important game uh, for them coming up tonight. And uh, and I'm getting ready for the Super Bowl. I'm excited about that. We find out about Fred Taylor tonight. I'm excited about that, Joe. It's all kind of fun stuff going on, don't you think? Yeah, man. Per sources, and by that, Frank, I mean uh, being on the broadcast and on the call on ESPN Plus tonight. I know in our pre-production meeting. The word on the street is Bryce Workman will play for JU, which would be a huge boost. Obviously got to go through pregame workout, but it does sound like the Finns will have uh, a guy who I know Gary Smits of the Times Union remarked is truly a throwback in this day and age to see a guy who was recruited by JU stick around through a coaching change, have been here for five years. They need that presence back in more ways than one. Well, not only that, but the, this year, he's always been a good inside player. I mean, he's, as you know, he's six, six seven. He's a very physical player. But he was shooting it this year. Remember, he missed all of last year. He, was, he lost a whole season last year to an ACL, came back this year, and not only had an inside game but was, was knocking down threes, which he had never done in his career. And he was by far their best player, and then he gets hurt. He broke his hand in that UCF game and hasn't been able to play since then. But they really did. Listen, it's now or never for JU. You're exactly right. So it's, it's truly a now or never situation for the Dolphins. Uh, they play tonight, so it'll be fun to watch. We'll talk about that today on the program. We'll talk about the Super Bowl. We are a couple days away from that. We'll certainly talk, even a little NBA talk. So all kind of fun stuff coming up on a beautiful Thursday, guys, in just a bit. Sounds good, Frank. We'll be listening. Thanks, man. All right, Joe. Thank you. Ranji Show, Frank, Hayes, Lauren, they'll be handling it out at JU. RJ back here uh, speaking of hoop in the trade deadline. RJ. He's already got his uh, Kobe jersey on in preparation for tonight's unveiling of the Kobe statue outside of is it still Crypto Arena, JJ? It is, yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's crypto it's anymore. Still but it's still Staples. They're paying for that uh, it's, anyway. It's Staples Center, yeah. but yes. Continue. I don't know what's more dead. <laughs> Staples or Joe's cryptocurrency account. <laughs> Listen, the Doge I forgot is all about dog your meat, crypto. man. It is so bad. I hate the Doge. All right, we're done. We're out. Thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. 
Uh, I don't know if they accept crypto there, but you can go and enjoy a beautiful round of golf. Don't forget Thursday night uh, trivia. I was going to say crypto again. Uh, Thursday night trivia, music on the patio Friday night. So after you play golf, stick around, enjoy a great meal, and music from a local artist all happening at the Golf Club of Southampton. We are out. Joe C., me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, Big Zers, and JJ.